you love Michigan sports. Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and the list goes on. And you love beer. Love beer. Who doesn't? What if we mixed the two together? my sports we'll talk everything michigan sports like only we do and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery grading the beer throughout the episode so pop a cold one on your end and we'll get busy on ours this is the state of my sports that's right, everybody. This is State of My Sports, and this is episode 161. We are at the Hops Brewing Company in Cafe. Excited to hit on some Michigan sports. Uh, we have to talk about these Tigers. Uh, I'm already done with them and have so many questions I just feel like need answered. So Ryan's back. He's going to answer some of these questions. Micah, I want you to be part of the conversation, too. Don't let Ryan run this whole show now I can, he's back, okay? I can well, tell you guys <laughs> what's going on. Tigers? I am well, excited to know what's going on. I need to know. What's going on? Um, with the NBA draft next week, Thursday, we will talk about some of the late, latest rumors and trade discussions. Uh, maybe do, We're going to do mock draft 2.0. Um, in our betting hero segment, we will draft our U.S. Open Fierce and Forsum. And, of course, we will grade some Michigan beer from the Hops Brewing Company Cafe. Um, if you're joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch, let us know and be part of the conversation in the comments. Let us know what you're drinking, and then let us know where we're right or wrong in the comments. People seem to really like to comment after the fact and tell us what we said wrong mm. instead of just watching live and telling us what we're saying wrong in the moment. So I encourage people that are watching live to tell us, be part of the conversation. Why do we have to be think. wrong? Why can't they just agree with what we're saying? I don't know. I don't understand why they don't just realize it's an opinion. <laughs> you know? But yeah, but, yeah, but we're, we're right like all the time, right? Opinions I believe, hurt. I believe facts right. hurt more. I believe we're right. Facts are mean. And they hurt your feelings sometimes. But yep. We're good at doing that. They don't people. care, though. No, they don't. <laughs> uh, the House Brewing Company is the official brewery of State of My Sports. Oh, these are their sponsors that I wanted to say help keep this thing rolling. Thank yeah, you baby. for our listeners. The House Brewing Company and Cafe. Well, Mac Web Design helps us get our website up and running. And Betting Hero helps us and you get the best promotions available in the sports betting world. I am Sam Waldhart. With me today, we got Micah Smith Hello. and Ryan Waldhart back Hello. from vacation. How was how, how vacation? All the way back. It, it, does this sound okay? Do I sound fine or do I, am I hitting low here? I think you sound good. You Let sound me, good. Let me pull up the yeah. You sound okay. good. Yeah, if you could, I just. Oh, yeah. It yeah, looks that's, like maybe high. It's pretty hard, yeah. <laughs> maybe the opposite. No, it was good, though. Uh, it was a work trip, not a vacation. I know you always get that confused with me specifically, but. Uh, Nobody else takes vacations for work. <laughs> no, honestly, I was more impressed with how hot he came in. From halfway across the world wow. to, so first you say I look good and I appreciated that. Now you can say yeah. he's hot. He Co- came in coming hot. in hot, right? Man. Yeah. No, I Just, won that one. If I'm hot and you were looking okay or whatever it was, pretty good, then I think yeah. I won. Okay, so you guys are welcome. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You haven't appreciate heard that in a while. Appreciate. <laughs> no, no. Like, explain your story because I was pretty impressed. No, it's like the, it's the best part of the story. So yeah, I'm over in Germany. I uh, was there for well, really, it was kind of two trips combined into one with one like evening in between but i went to new york for like a week basically came back left the first thing the next morning went to germany for a couple weeks uh it was really a a great trip spent a weekend in the alps in the austrian alps actually which was the the hiking was amazing went mountain biking 
completely amazing. But but the highlight, I think he's, you're, <laughs> you're spot on, Micah. So I was coming back and... He was coming in hot. I, I was flying back uh, from Germany early Wednesday morning okay. over, over in Germany. So get in the plane, get here, have a, have a connection to Detroit. I tried to rent a car to make sure I got back for recital because at the same day I'm coming home, there's the dance recital and that's, you know, yeah. Jillian's big thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. The big thing for the yeah, year. Yeah, so yeah. I, I have to make it. My kids have like eight, seven or eight dances or something they're <laughs> doing that night. So it was, I had to be there. So I'm, I'm showing up. Uh, in Detroit around like 1.30, I tried to rent a car. No cars available. Oh, boy. So now I'm completely relying on the flight from Detroit to Grand Rapids, which anybody knows those are the flights to get delayed. <laughs> yeah. Those, those are, are the worst. Yeah. Everything worked out. I land I land in, in GR at 5.30 p.m. I drive home as fast as I can. I get stuck in traffic, freak out a little bit, call my parents like, hey, can you help? help? Oh, never mind. I'm moving now. Yeah. Get home, shower change don't have time to go get flowers get to the recital at 6 45 15 minutes before it starts uh I'll go hug my kids a little bit jump in the front row and then watch a great show Dude, that was such a fun recital yeah that was that, fun wasn't it that one dance of just uh re and cc my goodness that is the cutest that was such yeah. a good dance that the was sailor fun. dance oh my gosh yeah i may yeah, be biased cute. but i that was i just <laughs> that was your I was loving it, it, it yeah. <laughs> um jared um being serious as it usually is um is drinking a bottle of water. What bottle wow. of water do you prefer if you can choose one? Also, screw Dasani. Um, Fiji's not bad. Uh, I agree, Kyle. Fiji's probably good, I would assume. I'm not really a bottled water guy, honestly. I think Nestle's got some of the best water. I've got Ice Mountain here. Ice Mountain? Isn't that like Cedar Springs? It's made in Cedar Springs? Well, isn't it? Isn't that where they get it from? I, I have no idea. I don't know much about bottled water. Hmm. I... I mean, we. I drink out of my Berkey. I like that thing. That thing's oh, good. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. That gets it all out. I love mm-hmm. that thing. Then I just drink tap water out of so the Berkey. So when I, when I was in the Alps, I actually drank out of the river, which I was told not to do. I told I was told there was risk, but was I figured it? I was like high enough in the mountain. It's probably yeah. pretty fresh. Walking miracle. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Why, were, why wouldn't you be able to do that? Like, why wouldn't they want you to? Well, you know, like everything, you know, water goes downhill. So, if, so it if filters throughout... No, I'm just saying. So, like the valleys where the where the rivers are, where you're going to drink the water from, yeah, collect from the mountain itself. So, if there's enough like animal feces and everything draining down there, then you know you're kind of drinking a, a little, a Oof. little. Uh, you, there's some risk involved. It's weird to think about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so it was clean by the time it got to your hands and to your lips. That was what I was hoping for. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I well, banked on it. I took the risk. Man. Well, I went out, I went out hiking on like a three three and a half hour hike, and I didn't have any water. So, <laughs> planned ahead for that one. You said your coworker encouraged you to take water. And yeah, they like, all had water, nah. but I didn't. Yeah, and then yeah. they and well, then I they turned water. around and they were like, "Here's some water. Here's a backpack." And I'm like, "No, you guys don't understand. I just want to go to the top of the mountain. <laughs> I don't want to carry not anything. That. Yeah. If you I carry it, I will be going home with you guys. That's why I didn't carry anything. <laughs> so I'm not a wuss and I have to turn back with you. Yeah, that's added weight, right? <laughs> exactly. No reason to do that. <laughs> but it was good though. Oh, it was awesome. And, and you saw. So we're from Austria. Our family is. Right? Yes. And then you found a store. I found a store. Called? Waldhart. It's the, the Waldhart store. It's, it's a Waldhart brand. Yeah, it's spelled exactly the same. Uh, was it like clothing store? It, it's, a, it's a clothing store. It's a sport house. So okay. one side of it was sport house. The other one was actually like female clothes. I okay. Guess. I don't know. Which is sport so house you, still? What did you bring home? Uh, it was closed. So I was there. It, it was actually a long weekend. So... On Monday is when I did a lot of my hiking. Sunday was I went mountain biking, and Saturday we we traveled and got there. 
So uh, Monday was the holiday, and everything, I guess, is closed in uh, the Alps on uh, holiday weekend. That's when everything would be open in the U.S., and over there, yeah. they're like, no, nah, screw everybody. We just want to <laughs> go hike with you. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So unfortunately, I was not able to go in there, but I, I do have the website, and I'm considering ordering some, some do you? stuff from I want to order something, too. So I'll, uh, yeah, like shipping we'll, and stuff? Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll jump on that. Baby. Yeah. For sure. Mike, if you want in. Um, sorry, you can't because you're not a wall. <laughs> it's true. Sorry, rules, true. rules. Hey, man. I don't make them. I just enforce them. I got a pretty worldly name. I'll just stick with that. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be a Smith shop somewhere. Um, what did you do this week, Micah? Good, good weekend? Uh, yeah, yeah, great weekend. We spent some time up north uh, with some friends at their cottage, took the kids out on their pontoon boat tubing. Kids had a riot. Uh, weather was a little questionable Saturday, but Sunday it turned out to be a beautiful day so had a, had a great weekend how about nice. you uh oh i actually went on a so trav you guys know trav friend of the show um he bought a boat last summer in cadillac so it's a 1969 meyer brand boat i don't know if that's any good but it's like a Whoa. full like, like aluminum boat like meyer nope spelled different it's like m-y-e-r-s or something like that um, with like a 1970 Merc, like motor brand, like barely ever used, Whoa. like maybe 40, 40 hours on this motor. And he found it in somebody's garage that they were selling it. It was like their dad's. He bought it brand new, did all the work himself or whatever, took it out like once a year just for like a, sh a fishing trip with his friends. He ended up dying in like 1987 and then it was in their garage ever since. And like, but they would like take it out, clean it and like take it to the you know, mechanic? Would it be a mechanic if it's a boat? Is it yeah. still a mechanic, yeah. right? Um, just to, like, fix the... Like, make Probably, sure that the, yeah. Like, well, I didn't know if mechanic meant for, for cars, and then they have, like, a different word for boats. But anyways... Moving parts? <laughs> yeah. So he uh, <laughs> he bought this, and, it's, and they took care of it. They cleaned it and made sure it was, like... But they never got on the water since 1987. So he Whoa. got this boat, and then uh, he put it in this old... Um, wooden boat and van antique boat show in Spring Lake. And he invited me to go. And it was, dude, it's so fun because we're like half the age of all of these people. <laughs> Literally just old timers talking about their, their sisters and sister-in-laws, like brothers, uncles, boat in Florida that he almost bought. Like we're just hearing all these stories that mean absolutely nothing to us. <laughs> we're just like, oh yeah, yeah, all right, this is cool. These guys loved us and they love the boat too. Like, I mean, I, it's, they're it's like cool fresh blood, boat. you guys. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's like a cool looking this, boat. It's going to go for three more years at least. <laughs> if I saw it on, on the water, I'd be like, oh, look at that junker. Like, I mean, it's in good shape, but it's like, in my eyes, it's not antique. Like, you can't look at it and be like, oh, wow, this is cool. This is cool. It just kind of is what it is, you know? Now I'm curious. I want to see it. Uh, I'll show you some pictures after the fact. But it won, or we won, or he won, I should say. Um, <laughs> I like to say we because I was there, but... <laughs> Uh, and I feel like I might have I might have greased some palms to get these votes in or something. But, uh, it was what what we get? Oh shoot! What did he get? Uh, Not you. Best unrestored. So like a lot of these uh, are like wooden boats that yeah. people restore, like forties and stuff like that. None we brand new, all that stuff, and never restored. And we just got first place and best unrestored. <laughs> so my favorite part about your day that day. So we finish up with Max's game. And I was like, hey, where's Sam at? And Andrea goes, he's at a boat show with Trav. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And I'm thinking, like, 
speedboats and sailboats and yachts and yeah. and she goes look at this boat that sam sent me <laughs> it's and it's this it's not it's like a little metal dinghy <laughs> you're winning awards with, <laughs> with, with a motor on the back yeah and we were both cracking up in the parking lot and i'm like ah like like an old old boat show yeah it, it was Antique boat show. It was an antique boat show. I think. Uh, I think. Am I getting it, chirped? I'm sure I am. No, no, no. I think they're really liking what they're hearing. Uh, Kyle <laughs> says, "I love to hear with Sam. I love to hear Sam talk motors." Uh, Jared said, "It really revs his engine." Yeah, I think it's. Uh, this yeah, is a good let's, conversation. Let's, let's just keep that going. That nobody we'll, should read. We'll cut the pistons and, and just. <laughs> You're talking just about like what they're going. eating for dinner and stuff. It's yeah. completely. But no, ridiculous. it was it was a good time. We won that, and then uh, yesterday we worked on the house, got all the electrical done, and our little remodel. So it was good. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. Um, let's get into what we're drinking tonight. That's what the new way of doing things. We get it into our beer introductions, Ryan. Oh, right and away. And then we go into the flight segment. How, so. how many weeks have you been doing this? <sighs> Probably week four now, oh, I would okay. guess. So <laughs> <laughs> we make changes when you're gone. We don't okay. tell you about it. All right. It. No, that's fine. Um, but what we're drinking today is Thirsty Miner. Micah, can you tell us a little bit about this one? The Thirsty Miner is a 6.743 IBU. This is brewed for... All of our friends at the Mines Golf Course. This Brute IPA is packed with Simcoe, Amarillo, and Citra hops. It has aromas of stone fruit. Never heard of that. Stone Citrus fruit? and pine. Stone fruit's good. It's crisp on the palate with juicy notes of tropical fruit and pineapple, and it finishes dry, extra dry, it says. And it's available in six packs. Sam's holding up the can. Yeah, so is this a play on uh, it being a dry golf course? And and then everybody's thirsty coming out of there and get a beer. I feel like it might be. You know, yeah. obviously they're they're bringing alcohol onto the course. I don't know if this is a first or if this has been reoccurring for some time. But ever since I went the first couple of years, you weren't allowed to bring any beer on the course. Hmm. They didn't sell beer. You weren't allowed to bring it. Period. But people did though. But people did. So this, well, so this is it. This last, is what they want you to bring. Last time I went to the mines was like right after things opened from COVID. Like it was, I think the day you were allowed to start golfing again. Oh, and then they weren't allowed to sell alcohol then. But I didn't know that that was their thing. Like they're not. I didn't know they weren't allowed to do that, or they didn't do that. The mines is the one right down Colville, right? Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Have you ever played there? I have, yeah. It's a really nice course. I like I, that course. I actually have never played there. You haven't? Nope. Yeah, never. That's nice. Look, I, I'm not a good golfer. Let's go. Let's go to the mines. We, sh- we should. I'm not gonna drink some of these, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but like, one thing I noticed with that course is like, you can get lost in those woods quickly. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you have to stay straight. Like it's probably not the longest course, but you you have to have some good good um, drives for sure. But have any comments of what what's being drank other than water that we heard earlier? Oh, uh, looks like Carrie. Carrie. Yeah. What's she what's she drinking? She's drinking Fritz's Folly. Is that fully? Folly. Fritz's Folly, Folly from face. Archival Brewing. Archival. Archival. Very nice. Excellent. That's the one that has the, the disc golf course, right? Basically in their backyard. Yeah, I got to yeah. check that out. Actually, I'll be over there tomorrow for uh, maybe. Softball. I don't know. Yeah, for softball, but I might have a conflict. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say I was going to be over there, but now I'm actually yeah. thinking about it. I got to plan my life. Do you guys <laughs> usually go to shots afterwards and have a drink or so? Yeah, we normally do. We'll stop yeah. in. Yeah. I... I Take Thanks. my pick who's going to be there and who's yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. Can I come? Oh. Yeah, you want to go? <laughs> I would love to play, but. 
Our friend. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I'm sure it's not. We don't need that. But Kyle, what is Kyle? Drinking Doers 12. All 12 of them? Very nice. Well, you couldn't afford Doers 1? Not so bad. I don't think you would want Doers 1. No? It's not aged for very long. Oh, so that's how long it's aged for? Yes. 12 years. All right, so Kyle just, he brags about drinking scotch all the time. That's a scotch, right? Doers? I can't remember. I, I want to say Doers is a scotch. I don't know. He's going to comment in three. Yeah, Kyle, let two, us know if that's a scotch. <laughs> and also, if you drink scotch all the time, then why haven't we done that? Because he doesn't together? drink bourbon. No, he, I don't care. Do I like bourbon, bourbon but I'm, yeah. I like scotch too. Yeah? Yeah, let's go. Hey, Kyle, let's drink some uh, scotch sometime. Scottish whiskey. Scotch. It is always beer at the house, and I don't know. Like, we don't have to always drink beer. I hardly I really, ever drink beer. I hardly house. drink beer outside the podcast, really. <laughs> and sometimes at home, but like, I don't know. Kyle said he doesn't brag, but we all know he does. I don't brag. Before we jump into our DeHops Beer Flight segment, I want to remind everyone that DeHops Brewing Company and Cafe is serving incredible food and pouring some of the best craft beer in West Michigan. Chef Dan's revamped food menu and head brewer Ben's rotating taps, wine and ciders make DeHops perfect for whatever you have going on, from dinner with the family, late night drinks with friends, and everything in between. The Ben and Dan duo is putting a ton of their time and energy at making DeHops a staple in the West Michigan restaurant community that we highly recommend to our friends and listeners. They have Taco Tuesday, which is tomorrow, Stein Night Wednesday, Thursday, any burger and beer for 15 bucks, along with some unbelievable specials on Fridays and Saturdays. We highly recommend following them on Instagram and Facebook where they share their weekly specials and some incredible food and beer pictures that will make your mouth water. The Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2022. And if you mention State of, State of My Sports, you get a nice little beer off your first, nice little discount off your first beer. I, I said that last time too. Beer off your first <laughs> discount. Nice little yeah. beer off your discount. Um, I've yeah. actually never done that. I've what? never mentioned State of My Sports. I really should. <laughs> you <laughs> you get that. a little discount, right? <laughs> yeah. um, what do you guys think of this beer so far though? I'm, I I'm about nice. to try. You guys haven't you haven't tried? I like the pineapple, man. I can taste I can taste the pineapple. First sip, big <laughs> big. Actually, first sip is really good. Big fan. Yeah, I like it. Well, let's get into our beer flights. I mean, we were just talking about um, Kyle and his snobbiness of scotch, but tomorrow, June 14, is Ryan's favorite holiday, right? That's what you wanted to talk about today. Yeah. Well, that's what it you told me that I national, should talk about. Yeah, every time you're like, what do you, what do you want me to do? Just tell me what to do. <laughs> just I'm like, do, just tell me. It's I'll, not the, it's not the point it. of the flight segment, but that's fine. That's I'm fine. excited about this. All right. Oh, really? So National Bourbon yeah. Day is tomorrow. You know how many times you and I talk bourbon and never drink it together? And this is also the first yeah, time no, right. that you guys you're have right. been excited about a national day that I've brought up. How many times have I tried to do this with, with national... You know, well, banana split day, and you guys just, eh, Trav's getting lost on what we're talking about. Can you try harder? I, I, I thought this was a good effort. I'm well, glad that you guys are excited about this, but <laughs> I don't know. Like, All right, so basically you want to talk, talk about your, your go-tos, right? Your go-to bourbons yeah. to celebrate National Bourbon Day? Yeah, I'd love to. All right, and Mikey, so you can chime in, too. I'm gonna go so I, I've just a got a top three. Is that, is that okay? That works. This is your flight segment. I, I know. I just, hold on. I got to make sure I don't... <laughs> He doesn't remember uh, I got to make sure I don't list uh, 10. All right. I'm going to give you my number three first. Okay. This one was a surprise. I found it. I found it. <laughs> Kyle's all mad that we won't let him drink scotch. All right. If you can find a scotch from Jim Michigan, Beam. I'll let you drink it. Jim Beam. Oh, good gosh. luck. <laughs> <laughs> Your time starts now. <laughs> all right. This is, this is a, a surprise. I think I, I had this probably 
four months ago. And then I've gone to it a few different times since, and it, it's turning into a go-to. So it's going to be a number, my number three, old elk bourbon, old elk, old elk. Have you guys ever seen All it? Right. No, I got it. Ah, I have. I seen have that. seen that. Yep. Yeah. Now that you say that, All yeah, right. it's worth it. I'm telling you, it's it's really really good. It's so drinkable. You don't need to mix or anything. Some people really like mixing their bourbons, and, yeah. you know, like putting some bitters in there and everything. They're this fifty or they're hundred dollar bottle. Because I would assume ones they're straight, ones they're blend, right? Yeah, yeah. And their their fifty dollar bottle is just fine. Like it, it'll it'll perfect. Do so if you're gonna. So what I did is had a taste test between this and like three others, like. Just, Bullet just straight, and just so, straight sip it. Yeah, sip just it straight. It. Yep, and and old elk for me at the time was my favorite easily. You mentioned Bullet Ride just now, right? Yeah. Do you do you like Bullet Ride? I'm, just I'm for not just a, like a a base. Eh. I I feel like rye bourbons need to be mixed Expired. with something. Yep. Expi- oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like age expired. That's kind of what's going. Oh, okay, I didn't yeah, go yeah. Well. Old elk number three. I'll go. I'll All jump right. into number two. Double oaked Woodford Reserve. Very nice. Double oak. It's, what it, is there's double a big, oaked? There's a big difference between single barrel and double barrel or double oak. What does that mean exactly? Uh, two, two different barrels, right? So, so they, they age it in a barrel, then yep. move it to another barrel yep. and age it again? Yes. It's that simple. Two different oaks. Correct. Double oaked. <clears throat> okay. So what th- I believe what they do is they go with a twice or three times used barrel, and then they bring it to a fresh barrel, right? Like have both options, I think, in there, and, and it I may it may differ from distillery to distillery. No, but Woodford Reserve specifically, I believe they br- they bring in a brand new bar- uh, barrel and age it for like a year or two, and then they age it long term in a in a, a used barrel before. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, that I don't, uh, do you have anything else to say about that one? No, no, it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I I huge fan of that one. And then my number one, we all I've, know. I've said it a few yeah. different times. So what do you guys think? What, what do you think? Angels it is? envy. Angels yeah. envy. Angels envy is so good. Yeah. I I will. That is my go-to. No matter what, doesn't matter what other option. I I had a whistle pig recently, and I I went back to angels envy. And was like, eh, this is my preference. Yeah. Okay, I want to try those two back to back. That's what I got to do. Really? Yeah, and Angels Envy to me. I'm sorry, it just it was just better. I liked it better. There's a lot of whistle pig out there. Like you don't you don't just have a whistle pig. Like there there's ten, Oink. twelve. You know what? I don't even know what it was. I had it at uh, at Leo's, and oh, so I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. I yeah I, I they don't I, they don't serve low end at Leo's. They just they just asked me what it was yeah. or like what we wanted. We we did that and yeah yep. it was what it was. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So I don't even know what it was. I've just I've never gotten into bourbon. I, I like it. Like when you make um, old fashions and stuff, I love that. Yeah. Uh, I went to what's that place downtown? One Bourbon. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Um, and it had like an old fashioned there that was really good. And then we were actually out at uh, where was I? Outback Steakhouse. Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> it was. We had your was, wife was raving about your. It drink. was. It was our gift card night where we just take our gift cards and go use them that we've had. So we went to Outback Steakhouse and Applebee's for dessert, and it was like, but we the guy it's at the bar, idea. the guy at the bar, um, he got like some. He came there just to have this old fashioned that nobody else will have, 
and he had what was in it? What did I say was in it? Like crazy at Outback. An Outback. So it was like smoked and stuff. Like they had like the cover on it, which was really good. Like oh, yeah. they nice. did a good job with it. But like they put was it butter butter shots in it? Isn't that what I told you? No. Oh, shoot. Or uh, butterscotch. It was like a butterscotch or something. Oh, a butterscotch, old fashioned. Yeah. Butters. It was butter bitters. It, it was bitter butters. It was a different bitter. It wasn't just orange bitters. Yeah. Well, no, 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 yeah. You don't need orange. Was it? Um, it was butterscotch. Right, right. I think it was butterscotch. I'm 99 percent sure it was butterscotch. I kind of. Rem- I feel like I told you. You might have told me, <laughs> but it was really, really good. It was a great. Uh, old fashioned. All right. Yeah. So go to Outback. Yeah, I probably <laughs> will just for that. It was, it was it good. great. It was good. But then you know, yeah, that's all. Outback randomly has great states. It was butter pecan syrup. Butter pecan syrup. Oh, yep. butter. instead of simple syrup, butter pecan, butter pecan syrup. syrup. I'm a okay. huge fan of not doing simple syrup. There's yeah, syrup. you're more of a maple maple syrup guy. Oh right? yeah. Oh, that looks great. Right. Let me see. Yeah. That was, is, that, is that? Did we take that picture? Yeah. Or did you just find that online? I think, oh, no, I think you <laughs> sent it. I did send that to you. Your, your wife and I don't really text a whole lot, so I, it's really easy to find stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Because it's the exact opposite of me and her. So. <laughs> we text all the time. Leo's one end of the <laughs> restaurant is low compared to the other. What? I, I think, I, think, I don't Jared, know. It doesn't can matter. Can you please just contribute? Please. Just for, just for a minute. He'll never contribute. <laughs> we should get on his podcast and sabotage it. Oh, I, so Kyle was just saying one time in college, you got double oaked? It might have been double oaked. I have no idea. <laughs> he doesn't remember, Kyle. I think that's... So I might have well, got double oaked or joked. What or, are the chances we get on his podcast and just talk Nickelodeon all day? <laughs> yes, exactly. Just take shots at Disney and all the corruption in there. That would be fun. <laughs> All right, let's change. Was that okay? Was that, uh, was that, that was, okay? Segment that there? was a that was probably your best flight segment. If yeah, I, yeah. Because I, I was so passionate about it. Yeah, I could tell you were excited. <laughs> you lit up like a Christmas tree when it was time. All right, Micah, what do you want to talk about today? So, the Stanley Cup Finals are upon us. We are. Let me see here. Less than forty-eight hours until the Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning get underway. So what I wanted to get into was kind of what what we've seen throughout the season, but more specifically in the postseason, um, how these teams have progressed through the postseason. And I think you can really nail down your X factors of your coach who has been – for New York to bring in Gerard Gallant has been a game changer. That was huge. They were they were game changer. They were in the lottery the year before. Exactly. And now here they are in the conference exactly. finals. They're losing in the conference finals. Who who are they losing they to? They were they were in the lottery two years. Two years in a row. Right? I don't remember I, I thought it was last year, but I could be wrong. Okay. I'm probably wrong. You're probably right. Nonetheless, X Factor, their coach is a game changer. And we we've seen it. The the, the coaching from the Avs, the coaching from New York, the coaching from Tampa, yep. it, it all plays a massive part. Every, every hockey fan, every sports fan knows coaching matters. Fewer fans know that good coaching really does matter. It makes a huge difference. And in a sport where, like, like I mean, you can find different ways to, to in, in other sports to mean something. But, like, hockey, you control the matchup when you're on home ice. 
And that is such an important thing. And when you can have a good coach, and that's one thing that I was really surprised with with Colorado, and I'm sorry, his his name escapes me a little bit, but the way he was able to neutralize um, the the Edmonton Oilers, like they couldn't just get going because he had last change for the most part, obviously in the two games, but like he did such a good job at just shutting those guys down or at least just like getting to the point where like limit it control right, it right. and let it let it go you know like, right this series was a little closer than a sweep tells you but i mean jeez yeah they're, they're, but they're also these are the two most talented teams like i get the coaching thing right and, and it's important in detroit right, right. now because we're <laughs> looking for a coach but like the talent level is just through the roof compared to what we have oh yeah yeah the, the talent's one thing but when i when i was watching new york and tampa go at it you you kind of you kind of thought oh boy you know i, I think New York might kind of get Tampa this year. And, yeah. I mean, I think Gerard is going to be a mainstay for the next at least three years. It's a good fit in, in New York, for he's sure. A, he's a great fit. So, you know, congrats to New York. You guys made it that far. But now we're looking at Colorado, looking at Tampa, yeah. and we're looking at X-Factors. And I look at the goalies. The goalies is, yeah. They're, they're lights out. And – well. Uh, Edmonton's goal, or sorry, Tampa's goalie. (laughs) Tampa's goalie's lights out. I don't know about Colorado. Really? Kemper? (sighs) If he's even healthy? He wasn't even healthy the last few games. Like, that's an interesting one to me. So I'm interested to see how they, 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 um, protect him a little bit because of the way that, the way Colorado plays with wide open a little bit and gives up way more, um, chances than most teams. But I also think they did a great job against Edmonton, like I said. Right. And, and, Set it up well, but like Tampa's just a different beast when it comes to that type of level. Like they're they're going to be so. They're, they're, one one thing that Tampa does that nobody realizes is how quickly they can be patient, shut down, push everything to the outside, and all of a sudden, the second you make a mistake, boom, the puck's in your back of your net, and then they do it again two seconds later. They got two goals in two minutes. Game over. They did it a couple times in this last series. Who's it's that lighting? Tampa. Yeah, I think the way I look at Colorado's goaltending is. When they were playing Edmonton, I, it, Smith was so bad. I, mm-hmm. Honestly, oh, he, yeah. was, he, he was, was bad. so bad through most of the postseason. And that's kind of what I'm getting at is the goalies right now in today's NHL are huge factors. You have to have good goaltending. So with, with the head coach, with the goaltending, and then speed. Speed kills mm-hmm. every single time. That's what I teach some of the kids when I'm coaching these little kids on the ice right now is, hey, if you guys can gain speed going into the attacking zone, it's going to make that goaltender second guess some of what he's doing in that crease. I mean, you, are, you come in slow, and there's a lot of time for that goalie to think. Yep. Speed kills, and speed's been killing for years. And – these are the things that the Red Wings are lacking, and it drives me crazy. So this is kind of what I wanted to touch on, just kind of relate it to how far away we really are. Maybe, maybe we're closer than what we think we are with the cap space, but these are key factors as for the Red Wings being this far away. This, this team is so far, and it's because yeah. these, these other teams are so far ahead. Like, Red Wings could probably get to the middle of the pack quicker than we realize, but to take a step forward and really, truly be a contender, these other teams are going to have to take massive setbacks. Right. You know what I mean? Is it? Sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah, sorry, but is it 
similar to where the Tigers are at and with the Pistons too, where like first step is to get to the professional level and then the next step is to like find something special about your team? Yeah, I mean, I I think that it relates more to the Pistons than the Tigers personally because I think the Tigers could just spend money and and fix things if they wanted to. Easily. And and be a little more aggressive. But in, in, in the NBA and NHL, you can't. And, but I agree. Like we were talking, we were watching the the basketball game, and it's like, oh my gosh, like they have three players that we don't have one of yet. Yeah, both of these teams. Yep. And that's just what it is in the NHL too. Is like the Red Wings have nobody. Yeah, you can be excited right, about right. Larkin, who's our best player. You can love what Bertuzzi brings, the edge, the <laughs> the excitement, and but those those are our best players. Hey, we don't have we're, a coach. We're pumped that they scored thirty goals in a year. These other guys are scoring sixty goals right now. Yeah, but yeah, 50, but 60 Austin goals. How long was it? McDavid. Yeah, but how long was it before we had a guy score thirty? I mean, like that how was, long yeah. since we we so, had so step one is to get somebody scored thirty. Yeah, right. We had yep. two. And and I'm sorry, but the Larkins and Bertuzzi's who were trying to build around who should a lot be of people our average players should be our average players. They would be average players on other teams where other teams are, are so, scoring 60 goals with the, with the stars. So I like what Jarrett said, because this, this is something you've brought up before is how close are the Red Wings to being like the Rangers? And that is you. Yes. What, what did you say? I said, all right, so ago? everybody looks at Colorado and Tampa. And mainly Tampa, and like this is what the Red Wings are trying to become. This is that's the team that they want. Seemingly that's light what, years. That's away. the easiest thing to say. Like this is who we're going to become. This is who we're building. Like I look at the Rangers, and we are building more like them. We're we're doing it now. They they've they got some firepower up front that we don't. But like I right. look at the way Eiserman's doing it with the goalie, and and I know that's also the Tampa's model. But like. I don't know. I look at the Rangers as, as that's what, what will become way before we're even close to, to the Tampa level, I guess. That, if that, New York is the first step. New York is the sixth step. Well, I mean, <laughs> don't, don't I mean, you just no, no, want to no, no. collect Hold a on. bunch of like really good pros, though, and then, and then have one of them step up above the, the rest? Like yeah. may, Maybe you're not the best player in the league, but maybe you can be the best player on your team. Yes, and rise up. That, that would right? be great. And then, and then that's your forty-five goal scoring machine. That would be great, but it's neither Larkin or or Bertuzzi. Well, no, no, it's fine, and that's what I'm but saying. That's like, where, they're part of the process. That's where you have to get like Avrana to just strike strike gold and, and become a better goal scorer, so, stay healthy. So Jared or, Jared also has one that says uh, a comment that's saying that Colorado's not used to goaltending and great defense. So he's he's pumped about the Lightning. Yes, about their defense and just raving about how good their defense is in conjunction with their goaltending is that is that maybe an approach that the, the wings are going towards it feels like it but i does, i don't know does great defense set up great offense yeah i mean it can but it's not necessarily it doesn't set up great offense but it it allows your de- your your forwards to take more chances i guess is and, and you know what I, i'm going to step back and i've said that they're building more like the rangers but you look at eisman's draft with the big defenseman it's silly to say that it's not like Tampa. the way Tampa was built. Yep. That's a, a very silly statement, but Rangers also have that as well. Um, ah, man, I just... You, you know what? I like that Stevie is here doing what he's doing and watching what has transpired from what he's done in Tampa mm-hmm. because he can learn from his mistakes after that success that he's watching. Or his He successes. put that together. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's, it's going to be interesting. and it's gonna be, You just look at the Red Wings, and they are so, so far away. But they have a lot of cap space. They can yep. go out, make aggressive moves. Go get Trotrek. Go get Johnny Goudreau. Bring up a couple defensemen. Maybe sign a veteran defenseman, too. And all of a sudden, you become that much better because you don't rely on Larkin to be your leading goal scorer. Again, I would love it if Larkin works out. I would. I just don't see it being he, him being our leading scorer. And I've, I've said this before. I went into my coach's office at him two years ago or like my second to last year. I said, if I'm your leading scorer, that's a problem. Go get goal scorers. We went out. We got goal scorers. We lost the national championship. I scored like six goals that year instead of 35. Well, yeah, we we went for it. But I that's said, like exactly. I am a goal scorer. <laughs> but <laughs> like if I'm the goal scorer, that's a problem. I'm your best defensive forward. I'll set guys up. I'll do that. But I'm not your goal scorer if I'm the best goal scorer. That's a massive problem. <laughs> and so, that's, not, that's handcuffing us. And that's what I think Larkin is. He's not that. He's not a 40-goal scorer. He's the 30-goal. What are you laughing about? What are you, I, I just pushed a button. Hopefully, I didn't No, no, I hate to cut you short. This is just a flight topic. This isn't a full-on Red Wings Well, we took it off. <laughs> we're <laughs> letting <laughs> it roll. I mean, uh, let's so, take flight, guys. <laughs> yeah. We should move on to mine. Right, right on to you, man. We were going to talk about Kyle's – or, sorry, not Kyle's. John's, which was going to be Liv versus PGA, which I would have loved. I really wish that he would have been able to make it today. He, he uh, had some – obligations that got in the way so he wasn't able to be here it's fine but like re- real quick about the live tour and the pga if people don't know don't know what that is but like the live tour started last week and then they suspended all of the players that went in that in pga isn't that crazy but <laughs> the pga is not control does not control the majors other than the the players championship maybe players i think yeah i think so. um other than that so now the here we are PGA. a week yeah the pga champion yeah yeah um, but here we are a week later, U.S. Open, all these guys are coming back. <laughs> and yep. Oh, my gosh. And there was a really funny thing that Roy McIlroy said. So he won a, a tournament that nobody cares about in Canada um, this Be- week. Because nobody else was there, right? Yeah, but like, he wins it, and then all of a sudden, like, he took a shot at these guys hard. And he's been really hard on them, um, which is, I just think, funny. Like, one thing he said, he goes, you know, I've had my, I want to say 28 to win. I don't, I'm not positive on that, but, like, I got to 28 yeah, wins, which right. is one more than one other guy. <laughs> and it was yeah. Greg Norman, who's running the... But, like, you got this. Yeah, but not tour. as much as Phil. Yeah, that's true. But you got this live tour and PGA guys coming in, and they're going to be... Like, is this going to be a huge rivalry like, I hope this so. weekend? Like, I might actually turn on some golf. There's going to be some tension in the Do air. Do you blame the guys playing in the live tour? Not at Dude, all. They're getting so much money. So much. And I'm assuming... Like, I look at the PGA... The PGA Similar to I look at NCAA. Is there as corrupt as you know what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're just going to get exposed. Well, and these guys are like, screw you. You're making money off of me. How much? You're not paying me. How much money did Phil get? With, with 200 million, two, I think it was. 200 million right away. Why wouldn't you? I'm sorry. I, he's played in the PGA for, what, 30 plus years? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Go make your two hundred million yeah. now. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I would chase that money being at the top of my game. Dustin I, Johnson, honestly, same thing. I wouldn't tell people to you know at middle class like go chase money. It, it doesn't really end well. But when you're a golfer, when you're a professional golfer, and someone says, "Here, just take a hundred million, yeah. hundred million to come play over here." Yeah, yeah, you go take it. Just take the money. Take the money and run. Kyle yeah. says take, Yankees look strong. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, Jared says uh, Justin Thomas. John Rahm and what? Will Zalatoris. Zalatoris, top three. Mark my words. All right, those will be my draft later on. <laughs> Unless you guys take them. I don't know. 
Um, he also brought Red up the Sox Tigers. Sucks. Red Sox coming for that, Kyle. Yep. Wild card <laughs> life, baby. <laughs> if they even <laughs> – there are probably as many games. Uh, watch out. You got to beat the Tigers first. Yeah, those, those Tigers, those pesky <laughs> Tigers. All right, last week our episode was about our biggest fears in Michigan sports. Biggest and we, fears. We hit all of them. And people were mad because it was a very negative episode. People were mad with our comments and our biggest fears. Really? We had two. Did we have two guys on here commenting back and forth that were probably two of the bigger Torkel- proponents of, of Torkelson sucks. <laughs> but like, Kyle. people don't realize this was a this was a negative. It, it was negative topic. to start. Was, uh, we were negative about Michigan. We were negative about Michigan State. We were negative we're about the Tigers, about even though the they're amazing. the entire state of Michigan. Everything was negative. And then I'm getting texts like, you know, you guys really don't know what you're talking about when it comes to this and this. And this. These are opinions. These are what came to Wait, our Wait, it's the biggest mind. fear. What's that? It's the biggest did, fear. Did you yes. listen last week? Yeah. Uh, okay. Didn't <laughs> no, mean to I put didn't. you on the spot. Yeah, of course you listened. Yeah, of course I listened, but ah. remind me. <laughs> What, what were, were our biggest fears? Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't know. You don't have to say that, but wasn't this whole topic a, a biggest fear the whole, topic? The whole episode was literally just going off of all of our teams and talking about each team's <laughs> biggest fears. So that would be a concern. negative, a negative uh, viewpoint from the beginning, right? Yes, yes. But we were fair to Michigan, but we were unfair to Michigan State. We were fair to the Red Wings, unfair this, to the Pistons. This Pistons. feels like. This feels like Jarrett's a problem. That's that. I'm just saying that out loud. <laughs> well, there's other people that Anyways, think like Jarrett. Yes. So. Anyways, all right. So I did want to like. So we we I pulled up some some uh, YouTube comments that our our videos got after the fact that we'll post all of our topics onto uh, YouTube. You can comment and we'll try to read them throughout the next episode and stuff. But all right. So I did want to start with just a few. Good diving, Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyways. Uh, we did get a comment from from uh, Michigan in our Michigan video. Um, this was about I, I want to say yours. Or it was kind of a, a group one. Yeah, it was a group. Biggest yeah. fear of yeah. of JJ McCarthy and just like the quarterback situation that Harbaugh doesn't handle the quarterback situation correctly. Not saying it needs to be JJ. Not saying it needs to be Cade. But we were concerned in our fears. If, if he gets it wrong, if he gets it wrong, it's a huge setback. Basically, it was what we were at. And the, uh, so CJ Wolverine, I think he's a Michigan fan, I'm guessing, based on this comment and his, his name. Um, but anyways, he, he commented, he said, if JJ can't beat out Cade uh, this summer, then there's your answer. If he's such a superstar, then he shouldn't have a problem beating out Cade. Seems like a okay. well-calculated, before we get into it, it seems well thought out. The comment? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it, I agree with him. It is, and the, it's very blunt and frank. Extent, like... Like, I, he, he's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. But at the same time, that's our fear. That's why we're afraid. We're afraid that J.J. is the better quarterback. Let's just, say, let's just use J.J. As, as the guy that should get the job. He is the better quarterback, but Harbaugh, the way he does business, <laughs> the way it goes, that's our fear. Yep. That, that doesn't matter. And yep. why, why do you have that fear? Because we feel like it's happened multiple times. Oh, uh, there you go. And that's why I think it's a valid fear because we saw Joe Milton win the job and then oh not even be able to play quarterback. Yeah. Right? That, that's what we saw. That's why it would be a fear. <laughs> Insert we, Tennessee backup here. We, we saw all of those transfers come in and maybe beat out guys who are not as good. Yep. So I, I think the fear – is because of Cade, 
and where where he is in the process and and maybe his leadership skills maybe also with JJ's injury playing a part in the lack of time in the spring and the summer I, I mean, I think it's a valid fear, and I think mm. it's also a valid comment because if he's a superstar, he's going to win out anyways. It doesn't matter. Freshman, you know, uh, I'm, th- I'm thinking of other schools that they've had their their starting guy start the season and midway through, you just move to the better player. Yep. It, the fear's as, as valid as a fan, too. I mean, we've been through that experience. We've watched it, just yep. like you said with Joe Milton. Like, are, we're not here to, like – pump up Michigan like we got it all figured out like look what just happened like we we put Joe Milton in as the starter we all praised him and now he's the backup at a very poor SEC school right now it's it's not a good look and it, we know that and that's what we're afraid of here's happening again here's what I think could happen so the fear is that if JJ is not playing and Cade is going to take that time away from him that Michigan's not going to be successful if Michigan's not successful they're going to make a change. They're not, they're not going to have any trouble changing their quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then it's about you're going to learn if, if J.J. is a star. So I don't know. I think, I think maybe it's going to work out in the end. It might result in a year where you're not going to win a Big Ten championship because you wasted two or three losses. Yep. That, that is a, a good – yep, that's a good way to look at it. Um, Jarrett commented. He said, I'm so confused how Michigan finally gets to a playoff, beats Ohio State, and all of a sudden we're looking for – a quarterback change. Yeah, he said and, were. And, well, no, no. So is he a, is he part of is he is he a Michigan fan? Yeah, he he is. That Michigan sounds fan. like a Michigan. No, it's self. He said we're looking self-professed. For, yeah, yeah, right there. Right? Yep. Right. He just said it. I just want to make sure that I'm on the same page. And, there. and I and that and that's the fear, right? Is that Cade's not well, good enough, and it was really an Aiden-led team or a senior-led team, and and he was just doing his part. And now, if if we're going to rely the whole team and the offense on Cade, that he's not good enough. That that's yeah. the fear, right? I'm afraid right, either let's be way. Honest. I'm afraid JJ could come in and be absolutely terrible, and Cage just double middle fingers like, "Screw you guys." Let, I'm yeah. afraid of either. I'm afraid that it's just that he's not going to make the right choice. But and that's his job. You know that, what I mean? Like that Haskins maybe was better than we thought. Yeah, and it was a, a workhorse back that won games for us on his shoulders. Yeah, and Cade was just along for the ride. Yeah, but, and now that he's not there, uh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. But on the other side of the coin, what I do like is the absolute fierce competition that this is creating because Kate is feeling heat from every point. Mm-hmm. Not right okay? now. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, JJ's hurt. No, he's throwing. It, he's playing. It, he's back. It, it don't I, matter. I don't care. The fan base is okay <laughs> with Kate starting. I you so, did that. That's my feeling, so, at least. Listen, at the spring game, they had they had an autograph session, I think, Pre or post game, okay, and the line was literally around the stadium for JJ, and poor Cade had a, a few dozen people mm-hmm. lined up for him. So what what I'm saying is he feels the absolute disrespect on all levels. He's feeling it from probably his teammates. He's feeling it from the fan base. He's creating such competition. I mean, Harbaugh is. The, the the team is just they're going through a very big possible like power shift in QB change. Yep. Anyways, it was it was I thought a good topic and then a good comment, but at but at the same time you he, he on, seemed right? mad um, with our with what we were talking about in a lot of ways. But all right, MSU football. We had a few comments here. Um, we were very unfair to them. 
um, that's for sure. Um, all right, so this one's by Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, Not bad. Anyways, he says, you guys obviously aren't paying attention to what's happening in East Lansing. That wasn't a serious conversation. When is he going to start recruiting? LOL, MSU had multiple five stars on campus and is in real good position to land the fifth overall player, David Hicks. Um, already have four-star commits early in 2023 cycle. Antonio had five total in his last four recruiting classes. For the 2023, Michigan is out recruiting, or sorry, Michigan State is out recruiting Michigan, who is coming off a Big Ten title, their first Big Ten title this century. Not to mention Tom Izzo football building that's now under construction, which is going to make Michigan State's football facilities rival the upper echelon of the SEC schools. Get ready, mm. fellas. Tuck coming. So, right. so what was the topic about? Okay. That's we, what I want to know. So a couple things. One thing that I said was, is Mel Tucker the real deal? Is he too confident in the transfer portal? Is he going to get better recruits? Is he going to get high-end recruits the way he's getting high-end transfer players? Because just as much as it can work out, it can also hit the fan basically with these transfer portal guys because – they're leaving for a reason. You never know the baggage that comes with them, basically, is what I was trying to get about. Right. I think I said, yes. I said, when is he going to start recruiting? I was dead wrong on that. I looked into the recruiting a little bit more. He's recruited a lot better than I realized. So I apologize for that. I think that's, that's important. But at the same time, don't compare him to Mark D'Antonio as a recruiter. Mark D'Antonio's last four years and use that to boost up Mel Tucker. Wait, wait, wait. In Hold my on, opinion. Though. Hold on. Mel, uh, uh, D'Antonio left the program in shambles. I agree. Tucker, yeah. Tucker brought all this on and had an amazing season. I, you should, nobody should question what he just did last. None season. of us did. None be- of us did because no, they were they were all. picked to be under five hundred. Yep. By a long shot. Yep. None of us did. And they had a great season. Our biggest fear was that it's not a long-term solution, that it's not going to work long-term. Is he going to leave was brought up. That's a fear that Michigan State fans should have because he was doing it after year 1B. You know what I mean? Like, it was that quick. Yeah, you're paying for him. But is it NFL? Is it yeah. a SEC school? There are other options. And that's the same thing with Michigan. This isn't a Michigan-Michigan State thing because Harbaugh could leave too. I don't. That's See, a fear of ours as well. I don't, I don't think it's a Mel Tucker thing. It's more <clears throat> of is this a senior-led team? It's the same thing with Michigan right now. Like, was this team led by a special group of seniors that stepped up and did their job? You yeah, know? Michigan was. Yeah, Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Or or is this sustained success? And same thing with Michigan State. Is this a group that had enough and stepped up and and competed, right? And had a, an amazing season, right? Lived up right. to the expectations that they should, or, or even exceeded expectations for their coach, and and now they're gone. Mm-hmm. The Panashuks, the the uh, um, what's his name, running back, the running back, yeah, Kenneth yeah, Walker. Walker, Kenneth Walker. So, uh, did those guys were that were they kind of a one off, like a first round draft pick, second round draft pick type of guy with Kenneth Walker, or is this going to be something that Mel Tucker earned? exactly? So, will you get? A Kenneth Walker Jr. again? Because they don't grow on trees, and they don't leave schools very often either. That seems like more of the anomaly. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's not going to happen every year. Yeah, what I, what I think you can guarantee is that Mel Tucker knows what he's doing coaching. They seem to play for him, mm-hmm. and, and it was obvious from game number one. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I think you know. Yeah. I think, I think the, 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 fear, the fear is 
is absolutely valid where you might not be like contending for Big Ten championships. Look, Michigan State should have won a Big Ten championship last year. Yeah. Like they they were they were, they right were good if enough. They didn't lose to Purdue. If they, 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 they would have won Purdue, it. they would have won Big Ten championship. Mm-hmm. They had a very great opportunity to, to do that. So could they do that year after year? No, may, maybe not. But they're definitely not the under five hundred team that we we were. It was kind of an unknown going into Mel Tucker's season last year. Uh, what they were, we know they're not that anymore. Yep. Okay, so great. Move on. What's the fear? Maybe you're average. Yeah. See. So yeah. yeah. And what was the whole topic? Our biggest fears. The biggest fears. This isn't preached. Like, are you gonna you gonna go tell your buddy like my biggest fear is boy we're gonna win like <laughs> my biggest three fear is Big Ten titles lose. in a row. Yeah. Like uh, nobody's afraid of that. Public like, perception saying D'Antonio left them in shambles also is exaggerated. How is that exaggerated? No, no, Why no, no. That yeah, that's not exaggerated at all, Jared. I'm sorry. That was after signing day. That was after yeah. like. All of have twelve million dollar bonus or something like that. Yeah, that was after the sh- the the program had direction for the season. It was well, in shambles, and it was going into COVID and everything else. Like this was this was that was, was a, a really bad, bad look. look, very bad look. Yeah, <laughs> not me. saying he was a bad coach. No, no not no. saying what he doesn't erase all of the Big Ten championships he Re- had. Rewind to <laughs> when that's the whole reason we thought they were going to win two games. Yes, right because Antonio did. screwed them over, and they only did win. My One man. game that year, right? Yeah, or or two games. The the two way Dan, yeah. the way he left left them in shambles. Don't even pretend. And when he did it, now well, now that's we're looking what I'm at them, saying. and that's what I'm saying is is the success of Mel Tucker. So don't Come underplay on. Mel Tucker. No, not at all. But, but the fears that they're average and not competing for championships. That's that that would be the fear. only time will tell. All right. Um, one other one we had was start recruiting. They're Mel on the right Tucker track. is going to finish with a higher recruit. Oh, okay, same, basically another comment by J.J. Runyon. Isn't that a player? Run, Runyon? Runyon? Yeah, Runyon was. That's John Runyon. John yeah. Runyon? Yeah. Where was he from? He wasn't a Michigan State, was he? His middle name is probably oh, starts with a J. Michigan guy. John Runyon. <laughs> Oh, okay. I knew there was a player. I, I will that. say that Michigan State's doing a great job recruiting. Um, and I did want to bring up David Hicks. Crystal Ball is 100% A&M, so... If that means you're gonna in the running, um, so be it. Um, and then we did have some Pistons uh, from Briller, B-R-I-L-L-R. The Pistons aren't pushing for mediocre. Trust me, because I said, not that they're pushing for mediocre, but I said, is that going to be their? Are they going to be okay with it if they get there? You know what I mean? Like, is that the end? Not the end goal, but is that the goal? And they'll be content with sitting there like they were for. Uh, the previous decade, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also said, also, I don't suggest judging a player who hasn't even started his second year yet. Again, <laughs> that was me talking baller. about Cade. This is our biggest fear segment. <laughs> our biggest fear is that Cade Cunningham is not very good. Uh, not as good. That is a fear of ours. The, that What we saw last year is what he is, I, which is great for, as a rookie, but is that it's going to be as high as he goes? That's a fear of ours. You know what I appreciate <laughs> about all these listeners? They remind me of all of us. We're a little bit passionate. We're, we're fans. We're a little bit fierce. We're fans. We're all fans of these teams. He's 19 years old. I think we're fine. <laughs> if it's craft beer in Michigan sports, we may not be the authority, but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. Hot, hot! This is State of My Sports. So from that positive conversation to another, the Detroit Tigers. We are crushing it. Oh, good. 
<laughs> so good. They're talking Yankees so and Red Sox. We're only at an Look hour. Look out for the Tigers. What's that? We're, we're only at an hour. We're just getting now into our we're, first segment. Well, we're going to move through these other two. Yeah, we will. I think it'll be fine. We'll be all right. And we're Kyle's not, not here to push us out the door. We're so. not even talking wild card, boys. I mean, we are. Oh, I was looking we it are up. upper echelon. We're sixth from the bottom. And, like We're really bad. We're only sixth from the bottom. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Like I was like, no, be worse. If, you're, if we're going to suffer through what we're suffering through, be terrible. Be, be, Get the first overall pick and try again with a new GM. Yeah, but, anyways, look, yeah, but look, we're only three right. off of the worst. Let me, let me set this up. All right. Let's start with to, the, the Tommy John news with oh, Casey Mize. No. Yeah. no, 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 no. Sucks. Absolutely sucks. He's he's basically out to twenty twenty four, right? And then he's going to be traded with kid gloves for twenty twenty four, and then he's twenty eight years old, and then we're releasing him to the wild and all, all have the way to make to a decision on him. He probably w- won't be kid gloves, but no, I get your point. I mean, coming off of Tommy John, that, that kind of happens, and like there, there's different grades of Tommy John, right? There's I don't I'm not saying this as a doctor, but I'm saying you get the Tommy John that ruins a guy's career, and you get the Tommy John that just is a setback for like I think Tarek Skubo's had Tommy John, right? Yeah. So it didn't kill his like MLB status. But like Tommy John Tommy John typically does not ruin a career. Not often, but like like a guy like Steven Strasberg. Not saying it ruined his career, but he was the it guy, the number one pick, all of that. And then he just dropped down. Good pitcher. Has his days, has his seasons that are really good, has seasons that are okay. Is that what we're going to – like, if that's what we get from a Casey Mize is – and, look, I know we kind of got to get into what he has shown and kind of the the pitching changes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he – all of our, your biggest fears heading into Casey Mize are coming true, and that's the, the scary part because it's not even the injury. It's when he was healthy, it was still what was his strikeout pitch he stopped throwing his number one pitch yeah. because it wasn't good, right? His splitter. Yep. Um, now, is that because of an elbow issue or like the Tommy John that, that we is that, that's in the elbow or is that in the shoulder? Tommy John's in the Tommy elbow. Tommy John's elbow, yeah. So like, is UCL. that a reason why somebody would stop throwing a, a splitter because they don't trust their elbow? Like, I, I, I'm asking you. Usually slider along those lines, uh, okay. uh, harder. It, it's the UCL in your elbow right here, like on the inside, okay. the the – yeah. That has been painful before. Yeah, has oh, it? Oh, yeah. So put your, your pinky and your thumb together and then move your wrist inward a little bit. Do you see that, that ligament in the front pop up like mine? Do you see mine pop up right here? Yeah. yeah. yeah I Do you see, see that? Yep. All right, so that is the ligament that they take out and they put in your elbow. Some people Seriously. don't have that ligament. All right. So when they do, when they when they have that ligament or they don't have that ligament, then they go in your hamstring and they they'll take out the muscle fiber in your hamstring and they'll wind it together and put it in your elbow and that and that's what's replacing the UCL. Wow. Now, what they're what they've been doing recently mm-hmm. is actually taking cadavers, uh, and, and then taking really body parts from the cadaver and that's part of the new surgeries that they're doing. And that's which, why it's gotten better and which more they're successful. Seeing, yeah, which they're seeing has been uh, increased. Yeah, um, uh, recovery times. Okay. So, a lot of cool things going on with, with science and you know, uh, uh, yeah, I don't real know. science. Yeah, like uh, uh, actual surgery science. and everything else and recovery times, but. That, that's what he's going through right now. That, like right here, he gets stretched out. So his, Casey Mize didn't even have a tear. 
He just had well, his no, they UCL. Did find a tear. They no, did find no, it. No, they didn't. Not not from what I heard. It was that it was it was stretched out too far, and it was no longer. Um, it was no longer like sound. rubber banding back. Yeah, it was exactly. Yeah. Okay. So mm. it was not recovering at all. It was just stretched out too much. I thought I heard that. That's what they thought, and that's what the MRI was showing constantly. But then they ended up finding a tear. But yeah, I, possibly. I might have misheard that. I didn't read it. It was just like in passing that. Well, I, I, I might have read the last thing that you read before you okay. actually heard the yeah, next. Yeah, and thing. I thought it was from, actually, the, I thought I heard it from uh, the manager AJ Hinch, but. Well, I could he, be wrong. He, he I, called you. Yeah, I talked to him, but it, the phone, bad reception. Yeah. We were going to do an interview for the podcast. Detroit's got to work on their yeah. cell service. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just right. yeah. yeah. Get a new area code or something. Maybe that'll <laughs> help. But no. um, I don't remember where I heard it. But I, I thought that it, they <laughs> were confident that there wasn't a tear and then it, that there was. But you're, you're, you're very well. You're probably right on that. But anyways, the Tigers are awful. Even outside their their twenty four and thirty five record, I don't know what they're doing right now. I think they're down four three last I saw, but they're batting. They have one hundred and sixty two runs dead last in the MLB. Their batting average is two eighteen, which is twenty eighth. Um, on base percentage dead last. Slugging percentage dead last. Judge and Rizzo combined have nine more homers than the Detroit Tigers altogether in fifty nine <laughs> games. They just went the Tigers. Hit a home run today. It was their yeah, first yep. home run in nine games. That is just dead ball as a team. Dead ball world or not, that shouldn't happen. That shouldn't happen. No, and I you agree. can't blame the ballpark. They just got home <laughs> like not long ago. They were in New York. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> they were in I New agree. York. They're facing some good pitchers, but I agree. Yep. The league average is forty four. Scope leads the team with five home runs. Um, which is tied for sixty seventh in the league. Um, the offense is just absolutely embarrassing. Hasn't gotten better. Isak Paredes has five home runs. He'd be tied for leading our, our team if we would have kept him. I liked him. him. I, I know. Liked him. You, I know. Mets have 154 <laughs> more runs scored than the Detroit Tigers, who's at 162. They've almost doubled our runs scored. Yep. This is just Pitt. Pittsburgh is the only team that's below 200 other than us. They're at 199. I, I so. just read an article that Tarek Skubal was second – in line for AL Cy Young. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. No, I'm just uh, saying. Before his last start, which didn't go great. but It didn't go great. Yeah, yeah no, but still, you're right. Like, he's been dominant. But insane. beside that last start, he's been, he's been absolutely dominant. And, and then guys like Alex Fajardo has stepped up. Yeah, he's been... Our, yeah, bull, he's been, our bullpen has consistent. been lights out. I don't care Second what league. you think. They're, they're amazing. Yeah. Uh, who are the other young guys? I'm I'm drawing blanks. Well, so, so you got you brought up Fiedo, Scooble. Th- those have been our, our two main starters since the injuries. Yeah, Manning should be coming back, which should be fine. But like, yep, pretty soon. Um, we haven't had Elvin Casey Rodriguez Mize. hasn't been good. He's been bad. Um, oh, man, who else is even starting? I mean, Pineda's out. Eduardo Rodriguez is. Eduardo's, he's been he, out. They literally just. I, I didn't read into this yet. I was so mad that I didn't get a chance to because it came out so late. But. He is not coming back due to personal reasons. Excuse me? Yeah. So he's been put on a list that doesn't get paid, doesn't hurt our 40-man roster, and is just Wait, not per- coming back. Personal reasons? Yep. Not coming back. Do you know what those are? <laughs> I do not. Nobody knows. I don't want to speculate personally. But But you do. I want to know what it is. Okay. So Bo, Bris- <laughs> Bo, Brisky, Bo Brisky. That's the other one. Yep. Is second on one. the team in innings pitched right now. Is he second on the team in wins with one or no? Well, (laughs) (laughs) 
No, no. Alex Lang is, I think. With three. <laughs> yeah, right. It's got to be Reliever. a guy. No, but like, you know, we're, we're, we've been going through the season with Tarek Skubal, Bo Brisky, Eduardo, Eduardo Rodriguez early on, at least, not lately, Alex Fiedo, Garcia, Willie Peralta. Like He started today, right, Willie? Uh, no, Garcia did. Oh, Garcia. Today. All right. Yeah, but, but these are guys who are not supposed to be the starters. We're supposed to have Casey Mize, Matt Manning. We're supposed to have uh, um, who's Rodriguez. Yeah. Rodriguez. Oh, Michael Pineda. We're supposed to have uh, what's his name that's supposed to be coming back from Tommy John at the end of the year. Um, oh, Funkhau. Or no, uh, Turnbull. Turnbull. Spencer Turnbull. Yeah. Like those are the building blocks. And so when we, when we said early on in the season that we needed six, seven, eight starting pitchers, this is the reason why. Yep. We're on, <laughs> right. we're on starting pitcher number 10, 11. Yeah, we are. And so, like, the fact I look at it and say I was not expecting them to make the playoffs this year anyways. Yeah, people so, were a little higher than, yeah, so than if, others. Yeah, so if we have starting pitchers like Bo Brisky and Alex Fiedo and a uh, big left-hander that shouldn't be up yet but uh, from the from the Braves. Joey Wentz. Joey Wentz. If those guys are getting time in the, in the big leagues, I'm all for it. Yeah. So, I, sign I'm me okay up. Sign me up, and then later next year, when we have all these guys back, and hopefully Casey Mize at some point, mixed, me next mixed year, in. But yeah, but but now now you're building something bigger, and okay. and I think people need to keep that in perspective. And, and the pitching's the least of our worries. No, the starters have been good. They've enough. been the bullpen's been great. Yeah, the hitting is the issue. The hitting is the issue. When yeah. are we allowed to be mad about that? And who yeah. are we allowed to be mad at? This is it is a hitting coach? Is it? Um, AJ Hinch, who God I don't want to say a bad thing about. Is it Alavila that we have a, 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 probably six Peraltas or Castros in our in our lineup? Or like, wh- what is the issue? And who am I supposed to be mad at? Is it the hitting coach? <laughs> Should I be mad at Scott Coolball, who was a career two fourteen hitter? So that's why we're hitting two sixteen, a little above his career average. No, because like, his name sounds like Scoobal, <laughs> Tarek Scoobal, who's second <laughs> second cool, in <laughs> Coolball, <laughs> Coolball. I no, think. you you honestly stole my thunder over the last I'm just so f- <laughs> three I, minutes. I, I, I wanted so to know anger. who to blame. I have so much anger, yep. and I continue to point out Avila personally, and I don't know if that's fair. I don't. And and for well, the people you, that miss it, so on Sunday on Sunday they had the, the celebration of me. You know, you got those two milestones. They wanted to bring in some old people. I think uh, Jimmy Smokes was there, uh, Victor nothing. Martinez, and they had two hits after that game or during that game. But – for the people that missed it, Alavila was booed. Chris Illich was booed. Uh-huh. Javi yep. Baez was booed. Like, I'm not happy with Baez, but like... It's kind of an ugly scene. I'm sure if they announced the Scott Coolball, he would have been booed too. Who deserves this blame? And, and it's probably an unfair question because it's the players. That's, that's what a baseball player would answer, right? The players are to blame. And I agree with that. But that's not the way the baseball world works. Somebody needs to take this bullet before it just keeps on going. You know what I mean? And that's the hard part is who are we splitting the shrapnel with? Make a change. Hmm? Do something change to what? show that this isn't okay. No, no, no. Show? That's that's not okay. What do you mean it's not okay? Are you talking about firing somebody? Fire somebody. Fire the equipment manager. No. Fire the doctor. No. Fire the Fire somebody. I no, need somebody's head on Fire a platter and be like, no, here you are. This is no, no that, that. I do need that. Why? No, because Why? because things happen. Real life happens, right? 
We to, just had the Atlanta Braves go from, I need somebody's head on a, on a stick, whatever. Like go, I I need to know what's going wrong to then winning twelve straight games or whatever they're at right now. And now they're everybody's talking about them winning the World Series again. But then, but it's funny because the opposite was. The Angels fired Joe Madden. Yeah. And uh, was it the Phillies? The Phillies fired. So you fired. think Joe Madden was the problem? No, even, I don't. Even I don't. though he took the Rays and the Cubs and, and did all these things with, and, and he's a proven I'm manager. Another, I'm just saying if it's AJ another Hinch, route. Is A.J. Hinch the but problem? The Phillies, we should fire him. But the Phillies fired Joe Girardi, and they went on a nice little run. I, they I, played I better. Too. I don't buy it. I don't I, buy that. I don't think he's saying fire A.J. Hinch, and no. I, I, don't, I, I don't think we're Why? going. Why not? No, Why no, not no, fire no. AJ Hinch? Yeah. No. Because he's a proven. Okay. All right. He's no. proven. Perfect. So are you going to let him decide who runs the, you know, being the hitting coach and the pitching coach? I love our pitching coach, first of all. But yeah, I, I do agree with that. Yeah. So let him make those moves. You do not fire somebody to make an example out of them just to rile your team up. No, that let's, is let's that's look. the way professional sports work. I don't care how professional sports, sports works. They make rash decisions that are not logical. But they and also make decisions that really don't affect Victor the Reyes team. has been on the DL. We're, we've been relying on Daz Cameron for a long time. Derek Hill has been on the EL, uh, on the IL. Uh, Austin Meadows has been on the IL. Willie Castro didn't even start the season with the Tigers. He's back with them. We're relying on him. He's actually been pretty good. Uh, Harold Castro is in the in the lineup every day right now. Grossman's been out. Torkelson's been worse than we thought he would be right now. I don't care. He's 24 years old, 23. He's a rookie. I don't care. Candelario's been hurt. Cabrera's been pretty good, actually. <laughs> he Baez, wasn't, uh, Baez terrible. Like, I told you that. Early he would be. He shouldn't yeah. have been. Yeah. Okay. Scope has been worse. Like, so who do you there blame? Who do you want to blame? Then? Can tell me who you would blame in it, this scenario. It's baseball. The the hitting's been questionable all year, though. What it what is a sign of a good player when they go through a stretch, a bad stretch, and work themselves out of it? Akil Badu's been, you know, he's in the minors now. Like he he was bad. He's been bad in the minors too. Okay, so as a hitting coach. Shouldn't they be able to work out of their slump just like a hitter should be? I don't know. I think he should. I think he should. I think that's a, a learning opportunity. Again, I look at this year and say this is not a year that we are expecting them to win the World Series anyways. Okay, but it's also not a year that we expected them to take steps back. What's a step back? They have the same rosters last year plus additions. And so why is this? Why is Riley Green should have been on the team okay. to start the year. All right. he's, he's not on the team. So this is the same roster that we brought that right in additions we spent money the fourth most money i think we spent in the in mlb so then is alavila to blame because he didn't bring in the right guys he didn't spend the money on the right guys he brought back the same guys that sucked last year and sucked this year so Baez, should should we have gone after correa correa and stuff has been a little better not yeah, he's much. Had, he has like four home runs but trevor like story's the best the best one of them all out of those free agents right now so and he was a terrible start he, he had a terrible start to the year yeah. But I, I don't know. I Get I rid of Al. We all know that. So, all these guys were booed. Chris Illich booed. Al Avila booed. Okay. Don't don't boo no, Chris. Boo. Don't boo Chris. Why? Why wouldn't you boo Chris? He's one that's put Al Avila in here for seven years. Guy that's well over his head in his job. Doesn't know what he's doing. Sucks at three-fourths of his job. And continues to be there seven years later. Okay. Come on. It's, it's the principle of it. Don't boo the man that owns Detroit, runs the sports, okay? 
just just don't boo the man. I yeah, I don't think you blow everything up just because of this start. We you can look at injuries across the board and say we don't have Casey Mize, we don't have Matt Manning, I, we don't have so many of these guys that we were relying but on. But again, that's Even, not the issue. The pitching's not the issue though. Again, I, I, I read you like six guys who are starting in, in the lineup day one that are not in the lineup right now. I know that because they suck and they got hurt, right? Because they got hurt. They're, they're but Candelario's really life. been bad when he's healthy. Grossman's been really bad when he was healthy. So he started the year bad, yeah. Eric Haas has been bad when he's been healthy. Tor- Torkelson was one of the worst players in minor league baseball the first two months of the year I, last year. I do and get then, all that. All right. And then he went from high A to okay. double A to triple A, and now and then we were pumped about him so, in spring training. So let's move on to the next topic. Next question. Torkelson, let him go up, just learn here, or do you send him down to gain confidence? Because I'm, I'm in a boat of keep him up. Keep him let up. Let him figure it out. But I know you've also been one of those guys that's been like, no, keep him down. There's a reason why they're down. Yep. But now that he's here, is it different to not send him down, or would you be okay with sending him down and yeah. letting him This is do psychological warfare. To and send so, him down, right? Well, it's about what the the person needs, and I could see him being a professional enough hitter in his mind where you keep him up and let him yeah. work through the struggle and like get the victory in the end. Yeah. And I can also see like a, the kick in the butt where you send him down and refocus. Then, well, then the pressure's on. It says, no, 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 hold on. I'm better than this. I'm going to change something. Like now, my mentality's different. Now I'm attacking, and so it it's whatever he needs. The kick in the butt, whatever it, whatever needs to happen, is on AJ Hinch to figure out. Okay, I don't know. I don't you. I don't think you can know unless you're in the dugout. Yeah, that's because, fair. because it's psychological. What would you do? Like obviously you don't I, know. I would send him down. You would send him down. I, I would. I would send him down. You have complete control over him. It's not, there's no like risk at all, and the embarrassment might trigger him to like change something. Yeah. I I remember when I was starting, and then like I I felt a change where I was not starting games I should have been. And I went to my coach and he said, Ryan, look at your stats. And I was like, screw you. I'm going to freaking, I'm going to change something. Mm-hmm. Like my mentality completely changed. And I, and then like, good luck keeping me out from then on. But I think what stinks, I think you can see how keeping him up and sending him down would negatively affect how he performs. He you he, you can you can make a play for both. Torkelson right now is stuck in his. He's trying to play to his strengths. His strength is being patient at the plate, and he's getting beat on fastball time after time after mm-hmm. time. So he's he's playing to his strength. He's trying to be patient at the plate, plate, but he's not ever aggressive. He, he needs yeah. to attack the ball. He needs to get out in front of the ball, mm-hmm. and, and that and that's where he's losing. So if he goes to AAA, he can sit on fastballs more. Not everybody's working you know, backwards in the count, he can get his confidence and then he can say, okay, now I can see the ball and now I can feel that like getting ahead and getting the barrel out in front and now, now I can win. So, so there's, there's like, he, he gets, he needs that feeling back. So he has a minus 1.2 war in 167 at bats, 31 hits, four home runs, a .186 average with 13 runs scored and 13 RBIs. Slugging percentage is 299 on base 287, um, and on base so that puts on base plus slugging at 586. It's it's been a rough year for him. It has. There's no question about it. Yeah, and for the offense in general. And it's yeah, the offense in general. It's also hard to hit when nobody else is hitting. 
I get, yeah. I, that, that, yeah, that'd be something that I wouldn't know about. Um, next question. Riley Green. Does this season, the way it's going in Detroit, just tell you, keep them down, let them just be part of a winning team, let them be part of the AAA, and be the, the, the you know, best player on a team rather than coming up and all of this pressure getting put on him? What would you do with, with, with Riley Green? I know, at, all right, as a fan, we all want to see him. That's the easy answer, right? Let him play. We want to see him. He could be our best player starting tomorrow. But for the scope of baseball and what an organization should do, is it better to keep him down in that situation? What would you do? I'm, I'm not going to answer this yet. Okay. If I told you that Torkelson would be better with Riley Green in the, in the lineup because he's got his buddy. I did hear how that. Would, how would you feel about that? I, I think it makes sense. I really do. I think those two right there next to each other in the dugout, a com- little more comfort. Camaraderie. Yeah, camaraderie. That was the word I was looking for. But, like, they'd be more comfortable with each other. They, they're they not necessarily guests. And I, I don't know the way a, a dugout works. But, like, when you're that young guy and you're like, all right, well, I'm going to sit here until I'm talked to. Right? Like, that's how I would be <laughs> on a bench. Like, yep. I'm going to sit here until I'm yep. talked to. And then... Otherwise, I'm going to be quiet and talk to the coach and tell him what I should be look- let him tell me what to be looking at. All of those type of things. I would just sit there quietly and do my job. But if I had my buddy there, you can do your talking. And then all of a sudden, Riley Green gets in a good relationship with Willie Castro, and Torkelson gets in a good relationship with Miggy. Then it starts bringing in other like. Then you become part of the team. I'm not saying they're gonna. I don't know this dugout. I don't know that the way that they treat Torkelson, but like. As soon as you have that comfort level, it changes everything. It's not even about how they treat him. It, it really is about how Torkelson feels competitively with his teammates around him. So you're him. saying like the competitive of, no, I'm the best rookie. No, I'm the best rookie. Like yes. Going through that thing. We're on okay, the same timeline. We're, on, we're yeah. the same. We're both prospects. We're both up now. And like, I don't want to be bypassed. I don't want to be passed up because of this guy. I want to look a certain way. Like, don't. Don't assume that has no play in a dugout. You know, I think the mental aspect of baseball is so underrated from a pitcher's perspective. From you know, we look at Casey Mize and Tarek Skubal last year, and, and Matt Manning. You better believe they were competing against each other. They don't want to be, you know, shown up by the next person. So Casey Mize had a great year. Guess what Tarek Skubal does in the offseason? He works his butt off, sure. yeah. and he says, "No, no, no, hold on." And, and that's that's kind of what I was predicting from the beginning. I think you could look at it the same way with Riley Green and Ter- or in uh, uh, Torkelson. I think they both play off each other's success. If if Riley Green comes up and you know, he's like, no, 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 hold on, I'm a I'm a good outfielder, like I'm a good hitter, and he has any success, I think Torkelson now says, hold on, no, no, this is my place. I need to do something, and it lights mm-hmm. a fire under his butt. He has maybe a different energy in the box, a little bit more, you know feel or a little bit more urgency about him right comfort because he's surrounded by older guys right now Mm. which is weird because we're in rebuild it feels like we're in rebuild but there's a lot of veterans within the lineup yeah so Torgelson's kind of on an island and so the more of these young guys come up I think it's going to propel him up it's going to it's going to lift him up a little bit and and let him shine a bit real quick uh Jarrett says it's, it's still crazy that a GM uh, as the G, as GM, the Tigers haven't developed a single bat 
legit not one guy has developed. Um, <laughs> I think that's fair in a lot of ways because who is? I mean, like Castellanos isn't a a GM, like a Al Avila guy. Like, I don't know one bat that's really left and is good. That was a Al Avila guy. But, and we don't have any coming up. I agree with that. Um, and then he also heard a stat that a third of the Tigers games this year, um, they haven't scored in the fifth, first five innings. What is that? What is that word? The second word? So preparation. Preparation or, for games, starting pitching. Sounds like a major issue. That's dumb. I, mean, I don't like that. <laughs> I think that's a silly statement. <laughs> no, it it's just means offense statement. is bad. It, that, that's all we're trying to bad. say. Yeah. That's all we're saying. But we just got the Castros in in recent kind of games. They've been they've improved. They've they've at least helped. So some of these guys that we are hoping to be good role players, we're relying on to be the middle of the lineup guys. They're not middle of the lineup. Again, let's get our guys in there. Let's get Riley Green in there. Let's get Torkelson when when he's feeling good about himself. Mm-hmm. It's it's June. I get it. He should be turning a corner. Second half of the season, like, let's see. Let's start judging at that point. We judge 23-year-olds so early on the process. I, I, I think let's give them a little bit of time. Drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. You're listening to State of My Sports. So we went a little long on Tigers, but I still think we need to talk some Pistons. The NBA draft. Um, I did want to talk about a couple rumors, kind of toss it over to Ryan. We'll move this pretty quick. Um, but the first thing, so with, with things coming up, I've heard a ton of talk about DeAndre Ayton is, I don't want to say locked to Detroit, but it seems like their number one free agent prospect or, or target. Yeah. Do you like that? Because I've heard so many mixed reviews, but I, actually I've heard more negative about DeAndre Ayton coming to Detroit. It's it's all about the money. If they're giving him a super max deal, well, it would and, also and have like, to be a sign and trade. What are you trading for that type of thing, right? Yeah. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't have, have to be. Have to be, trade. but it, it will be. I'm yeah, sure, because right? they have like something like projected thirty-four million, which means you're not re-signing some guys like Frank Jackson, Hamadou Diallo, some of the guys that we kind of like coming off the bench. Mm. That means we'd be all in on a guy like Aiton, who is a pretty average player on the Suns. We think is average. He might do some little things that go unnoticed and everything defensively and switches, but you you would likely you would like your team to only invest in guys like a DeAndre Aiton if they're performing or putting up big numbers, and that's what we're not seeing, mm. especially come playoff time this year. Last year he did pretty well until the finals this year his numbers were way off in the playoffs so why would you invest a max deal in a guy who's averaging seven to 12 points a game so he's not worth it well that's not worth that max deal yeah that's the argument yes and that's my argument if you get him and it's a reasonable deal yeah heck yeah go get him like it's a center who can move his feet a little bit and and has some upside still and is young yeah which overpaying guys was the achilles heel in a lot of ways when we was it what Ben? Oh my God! Ben Gordon. Ben Gordon and Charlie, Charlie Villanueva. Villanueva, and then there was like an Alan off season Iverson. that we had all this money, and we were like, Josh it. Smith. And then we spent it on a bunch of crap. Yeah. And like, I don't want to say that DeAndre Ayton would be a crap, but I feel like it leans more towards you can find a guy like that way cheaper that will do what a center needs to do. Yeah, we have we have a couple of options already on the team. Yeah, the guy we traded for in the. 
at the de- at the deadline. Yeah, we have Sorry, Isaiah Stewart that can move his feet and and do. I don't know. He, he's he might not fill the need that we that we have across the board, but he's a really good has a potential to be a good center in, in the NBA. Yeah. Whether that's starting or off the bench, it doesn't really matter. He could be good. Right? Centers in the NBA aren't very valuable anyways to begin with, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, I think uh, Marvin Bagley the third is is the next guy that was uh, we traded for midseason. Mm. He was the lob threat, maybe bigger body, and, and did pretty well. Is he a great defensive center? No. Can he block shots and guard the, the paint? Maybe not like we want. But, but as long as he's not a mismatch. Serviceable. Right? Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Is he can like, move his feet. Defensively, a center is about not being a mismatch, right? right. <laughs> In a lot of ways, like, because right. that's – you don't want to get dominated by a – sorry, I can't think of the center, but like like a Zion or down low. Like, if you – Yeah, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, and then um, the guy from – I can't – Nikola the Lakers. Jokic. Well, no, well, the guy from the Lakers is who I'm trying to think of. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. So it's like you don't want to be a complete out of – out of the, your league type mismatch on the defensive side. That's what your job is as a center, right? Because you're not going to be dumb. But I don't know. I'm done with the basketball. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and if you switch on a point so, guard, like you don't want to be like an, an easy like a, a Luca Garza. Okay. Garza gets beat by anybody who wants to drive past him. Okay. Um. So DeAndre Ayton, yes or no? Depending. Uh, on, uh, it depends on the let's contract. Let's not worry about the price. Though. It like, depends on the contract. Look, if we get Ayton, is he a fit? If we get Ayton on the Pistons. Do we? Do I think we're a better team? Yes, I do. Okay. Does that mean that we're going to be a great team eventually? No, I don't think he's necessarily franchise changing. I think he's a part. So he'd get us in that purgatory that we've talked about. A no, 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 no. He's a <laughs> he's a part. He's a part, just like he is on the Suns. Right. They're contending team with, you know, Chris Paul with Devin Booker, and then they have their third guy, right. and maybe maybe like a, a a fourth guy mixed in, but like with Mikhail Bridges, he's good. I think he improves our team. I don't think he's absolutely in need to make the Pistons move to the next level. All right. Uh, Jeremy Grant, trade rumors. I've heard Memphis. I've heard Atlanta and obviously Portland. Um, Memphis, they've talked about a couple guys, Dylan Brooks, John Cochner, um, Killian Teal, um, and a 2022 first-round pick, number 22 overall. That's kind of what that package would be. And then the Memphis would, re, would get Jeremy Grant. Hawks, they said if they were to pursue Jeremy Grant, this offseason they have two players with salaries that match up in a potential trade with the Pistons, Bogard Bogdanovich and Danilo Gallinari. What is it? Danilo Bogdan. Gallinari. And then pick 16. And obviously the, the Portland one would be focused around pick 7, I believe it was. Yep. How do you want this trade to happen if it happens? I know you're kind of on the fence of if you want it to happen, but let's say if it happens, do you want to get seventh overall pick or would you be okay with getting like some guys that haven't just panned out where they're at now and take a chance on them? I, I would lean toward the seventh overall pick because then we could pair number five with and, number seven. And move up to get who you really, truly want? No, no, no. I want, I want, I want numbers at that point. So if we get number five and number seven, then we could, we could do something like a big and a guard. Okay. So, so then we get like a Ben Matherin, you know, at number seven, who's the big 
guard who can shoot threes and, and defend, and he adds value to the team, but he might not be the star we're looking for. We could pair him with a guy like Keegan Murray, who's the number four, number three, and number four, who's the athletic power forward to replace Jeremy Grant, who we gave up in that in that trade, who maybe is a better shooter, uh, a good athlete who can move his feet just like Grant and fill that role, but maybe a little Grant bit role, yeah. improved shooting long term. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean that's, I, that's where I lean. I think there's some of these guys are like I don't know. Dylan Brooks is intriguing. I think. Um, his playmaking ability is something that we miss, but we could also fulfill that if we go get a guy like Dyson Daniels. Like Dyson Daniels is, a, is somebody in the draft that nobody's talking about who I think would be a really good fit with Cade. He's a big body point guard type of guy who could fill a, a wing role. But that would be giving up on a Killian, right? No, I don't think so. I think no? I think you could, get, you could have three playmakers on the floor at the same time just two of them in the wing role and one as a, as a point guard who maybe doesn't get the ball bringing up the floor. All right. Like a Derek, I, I always think of, of Killian as a Derek Fisher or a, a Lonzo Ball type where he doesn't need to play the point guard, meaning he has the ball in his hands all the time. He could play point guard, meaning he's guarding the point guard. And he can be the, the shooter on the outside, but he doesn't need to control the offense. Kobe controlled the offense for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Derek Fisher was the afterthought hitting big shots. Mm-hmm. It, it like quietly scoring fourteen to sixteen a game. Yeah, I want I want Killian to be able to fulfill that role and not being relied upon to score twenty. Can I ask you a really silly question? Yeah, go ahead. Point guard. That's the position. That's your your. That's the position that people get labeled as. Yeah. That's more of a defensive label, right? Because you're guarding the point. Or what am I missing there? Uh, I mean, like, guard, I've, like shooting Honestly, I've never guard. even thought about it. And this is a really, might be the I, dumbest question. But I like, think it's semantics. I don't think it's really worth jumping into. But is that what it was originally designed for? Was to guard the point? So the what p- is a shooting guard designed for? To guard the shot? Guarding the shooter? Yeah, I, I guess I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think it's worth getting into. The All one right. guard's the one that's Someday I want to get into that, though. Even <laughs> okay. if it's not on the podcast, like maybe just no, no, think of it bourbon as on the deck or something. Think, think like of, just yeah. deep dive into this I'm and game for what that. it was. I'm like, game for that I'm with bourbon. I'm very curious. Not with a microphone. With bourbon, I'm 100%. Maybe I'll or maybe just scotch. hide a microphone. Uh, maybe I'll yeah, hide maybe a microphone. Tomorrow? Well, I'm busy tomorrow. I yeah, think. me too. <laughs> kind of busy. That's I'm, why we moved to Mondays, because we're busy on Tuesdays. Yeah. I'd make time for it. I would make time for it. <laughs> I mean, do you tell me when? Tomorrow? Anywhere. You're on the spot. No, no, we're not doing it tomorrow. Yeah. It sounds like a weekend thing. Come over to the deck and just... <laughs> After this week, in. this week, honestly, Come over to the back. Come to the deck. I'm where officiating we're... a wedding and I'm nervous. Are you? What? Yeah. Well, that's going to be a fun topic for next week. <laughs> 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 I need your wife to record this. I need all three bourbons in me before I, before I do that. <laughs> Are you allowed to do that? All oh, three bottles? No, just bourbons. <laughs> just a shot of each. <laughs> All three. Just a shot. Three, or, three yeah. shots and then let me go. <laughs> Our officiant before went God. to the hospital <laughs> because he drank three Is fifths. it inside a church? Do you have to drink outside the church to go in? The, yeah, I don't actually know. don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> just officiating. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be fun. But anyways, that puts us in. Do we want to do mock draft? Or should we just move on? Let's that was good on. enough pissings. We'll do mock draft next week. You guys good with that? Yeah, mock draft. Draft next week. I think. I think what's important. Well, no more. What's important this week is that like, uh, there there's a decision to be made. 
between some big names that we know. And, and I don't want to give up on the ones that nobody's talking about, like a Dyson Daniels. I, I don't know. And, and if we have two, then maybe even a guy like Jeremy Sohan. So I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll get into it next are, week. That maybe this that is a sneak peek. Um, Perfect. I, I was watching some Dyson Daniels stuff, and that's the reason I keep bringing them up. <laughs> <laughs> like, can, let's can, move on, right? I can tell. Red Wings to Michigan State. We're talking about it. This is State of My Sports. Somebody explain betting hero. Micah, Micah. explain betting hero. Oh, 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 oh. Betting hero. Absolutely. Fantastic website. Go to bettinghero.com. Use the promo code MIBETS. They are a website that brings all of the greatest and latest Promo codes on uh, BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel. They bring all of the greatest promo codes to you. One-stop shop. Put in the promo code MIBETS. We've been utilizing these a lot with my, with my uh, you, work You've guys. been tearing it up. Um, yeah, we've been, we've been having good, good times. But, like, we've, we've been moving our money around. So, like... One week, it's Kyle. He's our bookie for the week, and he's throwing in all the bets. So we do that on FanDuel, and then I signed up for Bet Rivers, which I'm sorry, not a big fan of Bet Rivers. Uh. Um, <laughs> we put all the money there, got a bunch of bonuses, did all that. Then we transferred the money to Jeff, and he's in yeah. DraftKings. We've taken advantage on so many different promo codes. We're yeah. just basically getting paid money there. It's a brilliant there, way to do it. There, there's not two, three, four, five. I mean, there are seemingly dozens so many. and dozens I mean, it, and it's not just one week and they're done. It is week yeah. after week after week. Go check, go check in at bettinghero.com on a weekly basis. Remember, promo code MIBETS. Perfect. So we, what we're going to do for the um, Betting Hero segment this week is we're going to have our U.S. Open draft bet poor, or draft. Poor, poor John. Ch- Dude, I, he was actually going to come. I actually locked him out. Because I was like, no, I don't want you a part of this uh, this episode of the and, and dominate us in, in the U.S. Open draft. I'm but, glad you locked him out. All right, we got a. Oh no, that is definitely not the right one. We got our our, our draft for pick is in the betting U.S. Open draft. So I'm going to go over some of the favorites while Micah figures out the order. Unless you already did that. I got it. All right, I got it. Just so, let me going first. I don't care. Scotty Scheffler. <laughs> And John Rahm are leading the way at 12 to 1 odds. Rory McIlroy, 14 to 1, along with Justin Thomas. Then you drop down to Colin Morikawa at 16 to 1. And then our first live tour guy, who is at 16 to 1, as well as Dustin Johnson. You got Xander Shoffley, 18 to 1. You jump down to Will Zalatoris, 28 to 1. I mean, I'm just boring people, but we have the order now, right? We do. Yeah, perfect. Ryan, Micah, Sam? Is no, that right? Micah, Ryan, Sam. Micah, Ryan, Sam. Worst you're looking to You're best in a good looking. spot, man. Perfect. Love that. <laughs> All right, Micah. Lie. It's a lie. <laughs> you are it's on lie. the clock. First pick. Tell me when your pick's in, and I'll hit that cute little button I got there. Cute little button. Pick is in.
Dude, give me Scotty Scheffler, man. I, I it, It's an easy pick. I feel like the man is at the top of the odds right now, but I think it's I think it's rightfully so. So give me Scotty. Scotty too hottie. Scotty too hottie. I feel like the US Open is for like the long players. You always get at least one in there. That's up there till the end till he chokes. So, so who's a long guy? A long guy? Like yeah. like distance? Well, you know what I'm saying. Bryson DeChambeau. Your, huh? Bryson DeChambeau. Dude, I'm not I'm not falling for that. DeChambeau? Well, he is a long guy. Like, he hits the ball longer than anybody. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, I thought that's what you are asking. He's longer. Are you talking about in. long odds? I'm very confused about <laughs> where you're going with that. I feel like it got inappropriate at times. Well, you, yeah. <laughs> All right, what do you got? I'm just doing something random. I'm going uh, Cameron Smith. Reach. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. Where is he being on here? <laughs> this is so funny because none of us are golf guys. Yeah, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> I'm sure John's at home laughing. He's uh, probably like, oh, my God. I want, I want to take Brooks Kepka. I want to take Jordan Spieth. I want to take all these guys. And I'm like, no, no, no. Go against your, go against your, I don't know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back to back. My first pick's in. John Rahm. Surprising. Is it? No, he's second on. on the list. <laughs> oh, I still haven't <laughs> even found your guy. I haven't, I haven't <laughs> um, my second pick is in. I'm going Dustin Johnson. Oh, you dog. You dog. I want a live guy to win this so bad. I think it would be amazing and hilarious. And he's the best uh, best chance to do that, right? Yeah. Cool. Pick is in. We'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> Will, Will Zalatoris. Nice. Crushing it right now. Perfect. Cool. <laughs> this is bad. Wonderful. Pick is in. I'm going to take Rory McIlroy. McIlroy. Coming off the big Canadian w Open Ma- winner. Ha- w. My, my second pick is in. It's fast. Give me Shane Lowry. Is that a real human? Is that real? That's is that a, a real name? Very real human. I thought you were totally just going to go like down the board. No. No, no, no. Take the odds. 25 to 1. Huh? Yep. Yep. All right, Ryan. You're on the clock. Oh, I am. All you right, can tell the, say the odds when you guys do this. So I know where to look. I'm going to go with uh, Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas. Yeah. At what? 14 to one, to 1 odds. Excuse me. My pick's in. got to be Colin Morikawa at this point, right? I mean, he's the highest on the list there, so. Sure. The funny thing is, we never lay out the rules of this. I don't know why. We just kind of pick players, and then we don't really know how somebody wins. And then we move on. need rules. My second pick might be in here soon. Did I win last time? I think John wins every time. (laughs) It's just the rules. He does. He does. (laughs) John decides the rules. 
speed. Yeah. All right. Twenty-two to one odds. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Just how nervous do, do she I, sounds. Do I go again? Yeah, you're you're on the clock. All right, pick us in. <laughs> Brooks Kepka. Jeez, wait for the music. Do we count that, or is that is he a wash now? He's Jeez, out. Jeez, rice and crackers. No, I count it. I count it. <laughs> All right, and the last pick of the draft is in. I'm assuming it's in. Is it in? What? Is it in? It's in. Pick is in. No, God. Pick is in. Matthew Fitzpatrick. I didn't know you were doing a drum roll. Matthew Fitzpatrick. You can't just add extras in. Where? Where? Where is that? 35 to 1. 35 to 1. And we're going to make John's picks for him. He's taking Hudson Swafford, Kevin Steelman, Colin Morrow, Ian Polta, and Kevin Kisner. If John wins it with those picks, I'm going to freaking lose it. Hideki Matsui. (laughs) What is. First of all, there's never a prize. Second of all, we never lay out the the, the rules. Nobody okay. took DeChambeau? Okay. Nobody took DeChambeau. It's bragging rights. Just be happy with bragging rights. I love being happy. And I love bragging to people. Uh, yes, you do. You I'm do. not much of a bragger. Same. Do I brag a lot? I don't think I brag. I mean, I my deck's amazing. Well, I don't. I don't brag either. <laughs> I'm bragging about how little right. I brag. <laughs> That's a very nonchalant. Can't help that I went to the Alps. <laughs> the Alps, man. The Alps. It's not my fault. Man. It's your fault. <laughs> I'm not much of a bragger. <laughs> Michigan State. We're talking about it. Yeah, we are. This is State of My Sports. I haven't had this much to drink on a podcast in a long time, at least four weeks. <laughs> yeah, at least, right? It's been a full month. Long. <laughs> you guys Man, seeing this lightning out this it. way? Is I've it seen, a lot? Yeah. Is it big? I've seen a lot. <laughs> it's a I mean, lot it's, and big. I heard 80 mile said. per hour wind. Really? 80. Yeah. Where? Which yeah. is damaging. Oh, yeah. Really? In, in mm-hmm. Grand Rapids, it was high risk. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. We should probably just stay here. At 5.30, that's when they were saying. I'm not going or home. 4 o'clock. Oh. I'm not Nothing. going home. The weather is always wrong. That's true. It's going to be a light breeze. Light, light breeze. <laughs> Did you know meteorologists are liars? They get paid to lie. Thank you for the cool breeze, Batman. Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> they don't get paid to lie. They get paid to be wrong. It's an opinion like ours. I mean, it's just an opinion of what is going to happen. You're wrong. I'm going to send a comment. (laughs) Every time, (laughs) after the fact. Every time I think of bad (laughs) meteorologists, I think of that that end scene in Mean Girls. Oh yeah, it is a sixty percent chance it's already (laughs) raining. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Gosh, that movie is seriously funny. Yeah, I love that movie. It's a great movie. We should we should just have a movie night. (laughs) We should. We what, should do a lot did, of things. What do we say we're going to do? We should do? do a lot more things than we do. Yeah, we really should. Scotch, Mean Girls Night, what? and what Bourbon. else? Scotch. 
bourbon. Scotch bourbon. Oh, figure out wh- if a point guard means that he guards the point. Yes, we're going to talk about all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. As Mean Girls is on yeah. while we're drinking scotch and bourbon. And then we get together with our wives and we don't talk about any of those Dude, things. Instagram live <laughs> on our personal accounts and do this. Hey, I I, uh, I smoked a cigar, a Cuban, in in Germany. What did yeah. you think? What well, was it laced a with? Cu- a Cuban in Germany? What, is a Cuban in the U.S. different than a Cuban in Germany? It's a Cuban either way. No, I, I just the, didn't the think doesn't Germans change. smoked Cubans. Well, it just, you just I, recently it was available. were able to get Cubans in, in the United States, right? You used to not be able to get Cubans in the United yeah, States. Recently, I'm, I'm not sure, maybe six, five, six, six years? years ago. You can get actual Cubans here? You can now. Yeah, I, don't know. I, think, I thought I don't it changed think recently. I, I, actually, it changed. I actually don't know. I love that episode of Seinfeld when he <laughs> brings in the oh, Cubans. Oh, they're rolling it so tight. <laughs> but yeah, but it, it, what is he rolling? It's not. Is it crepes? <laughs> like he's rolling. They, he like has them roll something other than cigars. Yeah, what is it? And they're that? like exploding at burritos. Is it right? burritos? I thought, really, probably I thought they were taquitos. Well, it's something like that, and they're like exploding in people's faces. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, they're used to rolling Cubans. Yeah, <laughs> they're show. like sleeping in the dresser drawers. <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot <laughs> about that part. That's amazing. Probably very uh, offensive these days. Oh yeah, for sure. Not back then. <laughs> People weren't offended by that then. But anyways, we are drinking today. What are we drinking? What are we drinking, fellas? Must be good stuff. We're having a good time. They're Thursday closed today. My <laughs> we're just here. So we're helping ourselves. We're here anyways. I, I, all right, Ben, I owe you a, a six-pack. We ran out of the, the uh, so then I started cracking. We will seat. pay. We will pay for that. Just this. talk to Sam. Yeah. Okay. He'll, he'll do it all. Who's From D-Hops. Kyle. Reach out to talk Kyle. He'll pay. <laughs> yeah, I'm game. D-Hops okay. Ruined Company and Cafe. In he Kyle. stopped commenting, so he's definitely not listening anymore. Definitely. <laughs> Doers 12 hit him hard. Yeah. Let's just say. Must be good. Scotch. Yep. Let's do it. For sure. Also, the cigar. Kind of fun. Yeah, you liked it? Kind of enjoyed it. Had a great night. With I don't think I've ever seen bourbon, you smoke a cigar right? or anything. No, you probably haven't. Is that your first time? No. Third? But you haven't. Maybe third or fourth. <laughs> yeah, I've probably. smoked cigars at like weddings and stuff. We should get a cigar for Taylor's wedding. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Freaking do it. Tell us yeah. what kind of cigar to get. We're getting it. We're going. Yeah. Total wine. We're let's going to it. the... <laughs> The We're going hard. Humidor. Yes. No. Did I get that right? Humidor? Yeah. Don't go I learned to total that. wine. I learned that last week. Heck? No. Sicilianos? No. I, I will talk to you guys later. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> I'll wait here patiently. No, it was fun, though. I liked it. I actually really did like it. I like cigars. And it wasn't, it wasn't the nine what? shots that like yeah. made me feel a little bit... Eh, that might have something to do day. with it. There might have been something else in there, too. Yeah, it was, it was, probably, a real the cigar, Cuban, so. it was probably the cigar, <laughs> but I'm not going to say it was the nine shots now, or seven however, glasses of wine. I like smoking a cigar, but I hate waking up and having the, the, that taste in my mouth. Waking like up the is smoke. rough. It's like, yeah, it's just... It's rough. And it, I don't enjoy it as much as I hate it. You know what I mean? So I'll do it in a couple weeks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a mood to hate a little bit more than oh enjoy. Let's experience it either what way. Are we, where are we at right, right now? Anyways, we're drinking the Thirsty Miner from D Hops Brewing in Standale, Michigan. This is brewed for our friends at the Mines Golf Course. This is a brute IPA packed with Simcoe, Amarillo, and Citra hops, aromas of stone fruit, citrus, and pine, crisp on the palate with juicy notes of Tropical fruit and pineapple, and it finishes extra dry. I love how dry this is. 
Very, very good. It's available I didn't on even, six packs. I didn't even realize it was a brute. Is that this? Yeah. It is. I really love good. brutes during the summer. I do. Before we get into it, Carrie uh, commented, from Archival Brewing, I'm drinking Fritz Folly. Um, it's a West Coast IPA, 6.8 IBV. ABV. It's so, <laughs> what is it? What did I say? <laughs> you said IBV. I, I've heard it both ways. <laughs> it's so you, solid. You swing both ways? Great for a hot day, 8.1. Oh. Nice. Archival Brewing. We should check what that out. What is IBV? Um, International Brewing Values. <laughs> IBV is something. No, it's not. <laughs> bitterness, something, right? Yeah, it is something of bitterness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. International. That's IBUs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, sound familiar. Oh, boy. All right. What did you guys think of this beer? I mean, we've had a good time tonight. Cheers know. to the Hobbs. Must must be be good. Good. I couldn't think find my a, mug, though. I was not happy about that. I haven't eaten uh, anything all day. <laughs> oh, this is going well for you. Yeah, <laughs> not bad. So, <laughs> man. All right, gentlemen. <laughs> Ryan's zero to ten you know score what? is not bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be not so bad. Not so bad. This is a good beer, and I think this beer would be much better on the course. 6.7% alcohol. You know, as we look out here. Really solid. It is solid. There's nothing but dark. It's actually a liquid. Rain, not a solid. thunder, <laughs> and lightning. Yeah. I Honestly, I would love to be drinking the, this on a course. I would. It's a freaking fantastic label. It'll be interesting to see if I get on a golf course this year. You will. You think so? Let's do it. Yeah, together. we're going in three Two weeks. Two weeks? Three? Three. Yeah. Three really? weeks. Three yeah, weeks yeah, we're doing yeah, it. Yeah. Next week's Father's Day. We should probably just tell the women, hey, Father's Day weekend. Yeah. Good luck. Deuces. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I said it so confidently, but I'm the one that wouldn't say that. <laughs> I would wait for you guys and be like, so, you know, the guys, uh, can, we, can we do this? We go huh? golfing. How ironic. On Father's Day weekend, Ryan's going, yeah, our wives are telling us what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have no oh, choice, uh, right? We have no yes. choice. You can't not be a, not, you can't not be a father on Father's Day weekend. It doesn't work that way. Uh, oh, no. boy. Getting in trouble. Let's keep the, going. This beer, <laughs> I'm going to give this an 8.2. Solid score. Solid, solid score. What, what? Eight, eight, two? Eight, two. Solid. That's a really good score. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice score. Yeah. It's it's never gonna, never gonna touch double hutch. Great. All right. Um, I'm going eight six. Whoa. I like. I like. All right. No, look, look at how crisp. I love the crispiness and light it looks. So yep. visually, you're you're set up for like. A lager taste or something, but it's so much more. Than so that. much more flavor. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going eight six. I love dry beers like they're the dry they're, PA from Grey Line. They're enjoyable. Their other dry one that they had was it a rosé dry like a. Well, so, no, they had like, like another that. one, but that, that might was, be that what good. I like about it. How dry it is. Yeah. With, with the flavor though too. Yes. Yeah. It's not lacking in flavor. Big big fan of this. I'm gonna go with a eight point four. The dryness, it, it, it doesn't settle in your stomach like a heavy IPA, you know? Yeah. It, but it, it you, just I mean, kind of helps. You're getting the alcohol. Yep. You're getting the bitters I as think, well. I think we're getting alcohol. I th- six, seven is pretty potent. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I just, I'm not feeling it, so. Rosé Brute, Sam. That's Carrie, correct? Yep, Rosé Brute. That was their, 
It was their uh, Valentine's special. It came in that nice little glass bottle. Remember that? Thanks, Carrie. It was very, very fancy. Thanks, Carrie. Uh, Micah, you got permission to go golfing. Perfect. Who are you going golfing with? Really? You need you need some pals. <laughs> you need to find some people to go golfing with. <laughs> I'm not going you know golfing. You know what's funny? No, I'm, I'm just kidding. looking at you guys. <laughs> now I might, it's I up might to be you, able ladies. To. I got to find my clubs. I, I put them somewhere, and I cannot find them anywhere. Maybe get some Cubans? Hey, you know what? Let's go golfing with Wait, second string leather. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go golfing second string leather. Why not? Do they go golfing? They make golf heads? club head uh, protectors. I'm not into the head. Like yeah, that. well, I'm, I make standard lifters, and I don't go around building dies. You don't go around <laughs> lift, lifting things. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> who do you Come think? Come on, I help a brother out, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> Jesus. We got been... permission. That was episode 161. Good way to end it. <laughs> it was fun. That was a really fun episode. I, I don't know if it was a good way to end it, but it needed to be ended. It needed to be ended. <laughs> that was episode 161. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you guys for recording. Peace. Talk to you next week, if not sooner. Later. You've been listening to State of My Sports. From the Red Wings to the Lions, to the Tigers, to the Pistons, to Michigan and Michigan State, and everything in between, we're talking about it. And don't forget the beer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an M-I. We'll see you next time.